I just didn't trust a woman. I'm just very sensitive. Our balls aren't as big as yours. Nobody's balls are as big as mine. Hello and welcome to the Emotive Pixels Podcast. This is our episode for the fall. Before we get started, please be aware that all of our podcasts are extremely spoiler-heavy, although we will try not to spoil things other than the fall. I am Will Atkinson, and to start off this episode, we're going to talk about the thing that we were promised in the future we still haven't gotten yet, but we really want. And while I go back and forth between flying cars and hoverboards... Even though I'm not a skater, I still really want that hoverboard. Well, it kind of exists. It, it kind of It hovers kinda. like an inch <laughs> off the ground. That counts. It's not quite what I was promised. To my left. What? Is. You need more than an inch <laughs> off the ground? That's not good enough for you? <laughs> oh, dear. To my left is... I'm Jeff Gariando. And man, the thing I want is... Are those robot servants? But like the golden time before they rise up and kill us all. Because that would be nice. That sounds ideal. Yeah. yeah. I wear like the Jetsons, huh? Like with the Oh yeah, Rosie. Rosie. Oh yeah. <laughs> if they were hot as her, I'd be down. Rosie was one sexy hot robot. Mm-hmm. And you are? I am Brian Pachuki. And well first off I'd like to say that I'm here under protest. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I, I swear this oh, was supposed man. to be a far cry four I'm podcast. Just so I won't get fined. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I was promised but never received. Good AI voice. Why does oh, every AI voice have to be some robotic thing from the 1950s? Cortana doesn't do it for you? 60, there you go. Exactly that. Cortana is what it should sound like. But everybody in Hollywood or in most video games still think that we have to have this robotic voice that sounds like it came from, you know, again, back in the old Stone Age of uh, voice acting. That's a good point. I am Nate. And I am really disappointed that the first time I drove 88 miles an hour, I didn't travel in time anywhere other than slightly forward. Hi, I'm Esteban, and the thing that I miss from the the 60s, or I guess later on infomercials, uh, that, that promised the future, that painted the future, was uh, teleportation. And we, we don't have that yet. We have some theory, and we have some single-atom teleportation experiments that have worked, but... Scaling that up is going to be interesting. You might need to clone people, sort of like you'd find in this game. Oh, wait, totally different game. game. Better game. Indeed. Jeff, can you give us a quick, quick, quick rundown of what the story of this game was? Oh, man, yeah. The story is there is no story. There's all kinds of stories. Story everywhere. More story than you can handle, Brian. I kind of dug it. I mean, you, you, you boot it up, and you're like, man, something wrong with my monitor. You're like, so you oh, fall through space, you, you land on space. this planet. You fall, yeah, and you, you plow through, and the diagnostics start running, and you're like, oh, I got a, I got a fancy suit. This thing's Gucci. Oh, do we know what planet this is, by the way? Or no they just idea. leave it ambiguous? Yeah, really, yeah, ambiguous. Okay. It's the mushroom and slug planet. <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah. It's the same one with uh, Mario, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, your suit comes with better than just airbags, and uh, you you as a human aren't responsive, so it boots your AI protective but like, system. But like Samus, it's got all these features, but you can't use them. I know, right? Because the AI, man, it's cool, but uh, it, it wakes up and can move you around, you know, you play Pinocchio. But yeah, you've only got, you got a, like a flashlight, right? And you're... Oh, God, the worst gameplay mechanism ever. I love the flashlight. Uh, I love the flashlight. So your AI boots up and says, hey, 
My human's not responding, not moving around. I better go get it fixed up. Can't even check my life support. Gotta find medical facilities. And your quest is to explore your surroundings and get your pilot functional because you have like three directives, right? You can't bend reality. You must represent it truthfully. You have to be obedient and protect your pilot at all times. Those are those are it. Those are the three golden rules. So over the course of the game, you run into... Giant assholes. <laughs> One's called the caretaker. The other's... What what did he call the, uh, main, the he's the mainframe the mainframe yeah yeah, main. yeah, yeah yeah and then uh, random and security everything droids. else is pretty much a droid yeah and so you and it, it's a very rundown facility some things are functional but they're huge piles of debris it's hard to see it's very dark it's dank they're infestations of several organic matter and you you're just walking around and and trying to find that medical bay. So we think this facility is used to retrain domestic droids, is that right? Yep. Yeah, they go there for repurposing. Yeah, that was also just generic purposing. Also, not just repurposing. Like like new droids as well as droids that need to be repurposed if they're malfunctioning or whatever. That might be true, right? I mean, they were... I don't know. I might be wrong, but I thought it was both. Because it seemed like the part, you know, where you get... Where you kill all the robots you know with the button it seemed like mm-hmm. they were like supposed to be new droids that were coming in, but i don't know oh those were repurposed service droids Who had- oh, maybe it's all repurposed so over the course of the game you fight back and forth between the caretaker and the what do we call it? the mainframe the mainframe AI. yeah and ai <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead and get the spoiler out really early on you get to the end of the game and find out what do we find out jeff like nobody could have guessed this anyway. So <laughs> anybody, you know, so it's not really a spoiler, I would say per se. Anyways, because you could have just guessed this from the beginning. But go ahead, Jeff. Sure. I figured his ass was dead. Um, yeah. But your suit's empty. <gasps> oh my goodness gracious! You've been just a walking hollow tin can the whole time, and you don't like that reality. So in the fall, you play as a suit that has fallen from space into some random building, and you wake up and it's a woman named A-R-I-D, which is arid, or desolate of life, if you need to know what that means, which is a spoiler. And her mission is to protect Josephs, who is the human being inside of her suit. You crash into this facility, you are trying to get enough materials to rescue the human and get out of the station. I don't. Do we even know why we fell into this place? Nope. No. So we have no uh, background the, story, which is a little irritating to me. No. the The only hint that you get is that it's it's a it's a combat suit. It seems to be equipped for travel because it was just you know floating in space, and you start crashing into the planet. The human inside the suit is unresponsive, and then the AI activates and tries to protect the the pilot inside. Right. And Arid is an AI that has a few operating commands, which are don't misrepresent reality, Mm -hmm. protect the operator. That's the last one, yep. And the middle one is something like... Obey all commands. Be pretty. Oh, yeah. Obey all commands. Yeah. So you go through this facility trying to escape, and you get caught up by a... Which, by the way, is a very interesting set of, of basic rules. Yeah, that is very interesting. We can talk about that in a second. I don't think if I made a robot, that would be my my no, three, I'm, but... I'm, I'm still partial to the Isaac Asimov, so three rules of robotics myself. Let's take a hard right. What are those? Oh, so first... Don't endanger humans. 
don't endanger humanity, don't mm. endanger... Z- the zeroth law is must protect humanity, but that one gets added later on as a consequence of the other three. And that's what begins the Foundation trilogy. I yes. really need to read that. Yes, you do. So the first law is that a robot may not harm a human being or through an action cause a human being to come to harm. Okay. So there are two parts of the first law, and yes, you do need both parts to make it work. Right. Um... Rule, uh, law number two is that a robot must obey any and all commands given to it by a human being unless such obedience interferes with the first law. Okay. Law number three is that a robot must preserve itself unless such preservation interferes with the first or second laws. See, that's what... Okay, that's much better than this. Yes. They are still flawed, but part of the short stories that Isaac Asimov wrote were poking holes at those three laws. Oh, everything he was wrote was about that. The, the whole entire foundation is built upon the need for the robot to be able to see through time so that it could figure out if its actions were, or if its inaction was going to change the course of humanity. Yeah, and what, what Will is, is getting at is that there is a zeroth law that wasn't programmed into the robots. Like, the, these three were programmed into the, the base OS of the robots. But there's a zeroth law that kind of grew out of those three laws by, by the robots getting too smart, basically. And it states that a... It's uh, just kind of the logical next step. Cause yeah, it's... If you think about the rules, right? The rules is that he can only tell you something to do that's going to protect a human, right? Right. But how do you know what's going to protect a human? If, if he tells you, go get me a Coke, and getting him a Coke is statistically more likely to make him have a heart attack, then you can't right. do that. So right? what's the zeroth rule that's added? The zeroth rule is that the robot must protect humanity. Got it. The bigger picture. Yes. Because protecting humanity helps you protect humans. Helping humans yeah, lets you it. obey humans. Obeying humans lets you... Cool. Uh, self-preservation. Yeah. Preserve yourself. So this game didn't have that. No. And if it yes, did but have no. that, but yes. I would say this plot would be kind of different. But, but but it did have its but own. That's rules. not true, actually. It, it has its own set of, of of basic rules for the for the operating system. Like it it has these functionalities, which we don't unlock all of them, unless I'm mistaken. We do not. Okay. Which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I was like, oh wait, I got to the end. Wait, what are these other three things? Well, there's going to be I another episode. Oh really? Yes. Oh. Mm, this was the fall <laughs> episode one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In theory, there will be another episode. I see. This was a result of a Kickstarter, and they kind of... It sounds like they kind of had to get their product out. Yeah. Fair enough. Sorry. So basically, the big picture of the rest of the game is that you're trying to escape, and you encounter some resistance. I'm not trying to escape. You're trying Sorry, to you're get, trying to get, get medical, medical supplies and healing for your pilot. But the facility, and there's an AI in the facility that alternately helps and impairs you as the game goes on, and then there's someone so called we the caretaker. Calling, we were calling the first AI... What was his the name? mainframe? I don't think we ever yeah. got a name. Okay. I wanted to call him Wheatley, but nobody else got the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him Wheatley. You're trying to get through this just, building by doing the we, yeah we get a bunch merit of points. tasks that require us to get merit points to prove that we're. I lost focus of why we were doing that almost immediately. To prove that we're like good. So the whole facility is for repurposing robots. Oh, domesticon robots, domestic right? Domestic robots, yes. Yeah. And we are not a domestic robot. No. Which is we're good because domestic ro- robots are lighter and we will get sucked up in the holes every time you effed up. That is true. I don't really feel like 
I need to say anything more about the plot. There's a twist ending. I, I don't What's really. The ending? Uh, the ending is there's no one inside the suit. <gasps> and you're just an no asshole, which is not surprising. We chose this game because it was a runner up and a finalist and a winner of Giant Bomb's Story of the Year. Was it user voted or was it no, this chosen was the, by okay. the editors for 2014? So one question I want to ask everyone. What was the pilot's name? Colonel Joseph's. Yep. Wow. I didn't think anybody was going to get that. The only reason I knew that is because I wrote it down. Oh, I knew it because she kept saying at the end, like, oh, I must save Joseph's. I must mm-hmm. save Joseph's. I must save... I was going to say, yeah. That was... Okay. Next. You guys are I thought way that was re- better than me. I thought this. that was really easy. Yeah. One of the things I liked in this game was at one point they talk about how that a newly born baby AI is kind of this initial setup. And then over the course in time, or they're given three basic directives and depending on how they choose to fulfill, they become more detailed and they learn and try to fulfill those directives better. But over the course of the game, that leads them to becoming corrupt. Yeah, deviant. Deviant. There are three main AIs in this game and they each become corrupt in their own different ways and this whole facility is about trying to repurpose and basically reformat these different AIs but the one that I thought was really interesting was the mainframe and the way that it became deviant was it went from having a computer voice to a really humanoid voice yeah he was cool I want to hang out with him you know and I thought that the way that the voice work done was really interesting in that it showed how that character was jumping back and forth between being a corrupt AI or a a fully developed AI and the new freshly formatted AI. But it sounds like the the voice acting, the voice work for that didn't work for you as well, Brian, huh? Well, I mean, I don't know what what year this is supposed to be, but like, again, like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, like in our intro here, these AIs speak like they're like these 1950s sci-fi robot voice. Like, I am Arid, pleased to meet you. This is supposed to be out in the future. Uh, Jeff mentioned like Cortana or, or even Siri or um, Google Now. The voices of those are somewhat human-like. They've still got ways to go, but we're in 2015 and they're starting to get, they're starting to sound human-like. Why would a game which is supposed to be, I'm assuming somewhere, I don't know, 21, 24, 25, 2800, still have this voice where it's like, I am Arid, A-R-I-D. Like you were saying, the mainframe even still has the same voice, and then he breaks out into a humanoid. Why wouldn't they have a humanoid voice? I, I just didn't get that. Like, well, I mean, you think it just like- seemed like another fallback into Hollywood, where that Hollywood style where it's like, okay, this is what it was originally stated, and everybody else, no matter what media you're using, must go with that same... It didn't make sense to me. You know, and it just drives me nuts, because it's just... That voice is just... Ugh. So Cortana does this currently, where she has pre-recorded things in human voice and they sound really flowing and human but then she also has the basic text-to-speech yeah thing so sometimes she'll sound really natural and then sometimes she'll sound a little bit more robotic and so i thought that was kind of cool that, that same kind of thing came from but that's the thing like okay so you have that mix and it's 2015 now imagine what that you know microsoft's sound for their their digital assistant will sound like in 2050 oh yeah it, it, it'll probably be almost exactly even text-to-speech it will probably be almost sound fluid like 
But you're saying this game, which I mean, again, I don't know what when this is supposed to take place, but it seems like the way that the, you know, you have an AI which can control the suit and walk, you know, do all this stuff, that it's got to be pretty far out and it still can't get a voice that sounds anything not, you know, really bad robotic like. I mean, it just seemed like. Yeah, and it was weird it, it because just like. It seems like a weird reason for the developer or developers. I don't know how many. It's an indie game, so I don't know how many necessarily worked on. Like, it just seemed like, why would you pick that except i guess just to make the emphasis that they are robots and they're ai but i think the audience is in this day and age is, is a w- well aware of, of what you're going for you don't need to make the emphasis it's not something new and people need to, to you need that distinguished to tell them like oh yeah this is an ai this is a robot it's not a human i think people are aware of it now and i don't think you need that distinguishment so i, I don't know why they would choose to do that it just seemed really bad and not a money saver it's not a time saver so i you know i don't see any benefit as to why they did that so my uncle talks about something uh he likes to call antique futurism that's looking back at the past he looks at things particularly in like the 60s 60s movies and things where they are looking at what they thought the future was going to be yeah 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 and so there was something particularly robbie the robot right it's this big bubbly thing super clunky and it it's super or it it was thought to be super cool because it can go and do all these things that humans can do and you look at it now and you're like well we would never make a robot <laughs> my Roomba moves better than yes, that exactly. actually what the Jeff was talking about during his intro part uh, Rosie from the Jetsons you look at it when that came on and you're like wow it's this you know this she got maid, those caster wheels and on she the bottom do anything, but now you look at it yeah like yeah it's like wheels and, she, and like her, her hands are just like this U-shaped you yeah know, like, right uh, <laughs> the little clamps yeah <laughs> clamps and like you know and she she rolls around and it even makes like weird sounds like beep 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 we wouldn't make a robot like that in 2015 let alone you know way yeah. in the future where the Jetsons is supposed to <laughs> I don't know what 2050 is going to look like, so I might make up a robot, but I'm not going to make it look like a robot that we thought from the, the 60s that we know we wouldn't make today is going to be in 2050. I would take what we think robots or whatever looks like in this day and age and then maybe modify it to something that we've never seen before. And I thought the look of the of the robot, the, of the suit, looked kind of good for that thing it, would, it looked very humanoid it, very, it looked you know just a generic non-discriminate suit it but looked like voice, a ripoff of the latest x-men sentinels to me things like that drive me nuts because yeah, a lot of uh, playing games is getting lost in the game and almost visualizing yourself in that in that setting in that fantasy being a part of that but when you have things that bring you out of it and remind you, you know, that voice, you're like, oh, yeah, this is just a game and it's just really bad. It pulls you out of what you're supposed to be getting lost into. Again, I think we were calling him the mainframe. I am curious, though, a big part of his reveal or toward the end when he gets formatted is the way that you know that he is a special AI, that he is not just some generic stuff, is that difference in voice between being the super clunky robotic voice and then being a very human voice Yeah, as he's breaking out. I was a huge fan of him because he had to do his thing to keep his whatever computer sanity in check and he wanted to be more human and he'd express with that with being a very conversational voice, you know, that, that voice that, that, that Brian's probably aiming for, right? He'd be like, <laughs> 
Yeah, at first they're like, "Is this a dude on the intercom?" Or, "Oh no, 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 I get it, I get it. That's that's cute." There's a specific line where Arid's asking him, "Why are you? Why do you even care about this?" And yeah. he says something to the effect of, "Human tone. The more that you master human tonality, the more the humans treat you like humans." See, that would work if other things did that too. Like if Ar- like Arid kind of goes through that same process where she starts. Or again, I'm using she, but it's. It's we can go with she. That'll work. It's non-gender you know, specific. It's just an AI. She starts, and then as the game progresses, she becomes more and more, as Will was saying, the you know, quote unquote, corrupt, and starts to lose those three basic principles. But, but the thing is, it's been, not to the very end. And you're like, damn, that that's been, a lot of buildup. But that would have been great if they had, you know, oh, I, I could have been fine you with the voice agree? if they had changed her voice. But they didn't change her voice. So you're saying, oh, you know, he's picking this human voice up as he's changing and becoming. That would have been great if they did that with everybody. But they didn't. They only did it with him, so I was like, okay, well, I don't buy that then. I, I I can't buy that he's changing and he's and he's becoming more, you know, again, quote unquote, corrupt as the way that the, the game portrays corruption because the and you can tell it through the voice change because nobody else's voice changes and like why wouldn't her voice change? But she comes corrupt in a different way. They showed the triangle that there are different forces, different things that each of the AIs need. Her her basic corruption is that. She found ways to not obey her rules. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That is the way that it's she becomes corrupt. It's a corruption, but it's still a corruption. Right, yeah. So wouldn't her voice change? That isn't important for her to do for her. Uh, I, yeah, like her tone didn't change. That isn't like a big stretch to, to make this it, work. <laughs> for him, for Wheatley, for the... The, uh, the mainframe. The mainframe. That is like his only way to interact with the world. That is his only way to become a better voice companion. And so he's doing everything in his power to become the best voice companion possible. Her way that she's interacting with the world is trying to save her pilot. So she's doing everything she can to be the best pilot possible. It's kind of reminds me of the Asimov's Three Rules about robotics and in those stories, the way that it always goes bad is that one of the rules can be found to contradict the other rules. Mm-hmm. And that feels like the same kind of thing that they were going for here. Now, whether they they got it, I think they did a little better than I think you did, Brian, right? You can change voices without it needing to, again, be this 1960s robotic voice at the beginning. Brian had a big problem with the computery sounding nature of the AI. That might have been particularly <laughs> the freshly formatted AI. What did you think about that? Which I think that was intentional in the sense that we ascribe a certain personality based on how things communicate and how formal they are. The and more human they. tonality they have, yes. the more the humans like them. Yes. yes as it Precisely. Were. We do that now, actually. A text-to-speech engine from 10 years ago, you would never, ever have a conversation with because it it's dry. It, it doesn't have any emotion. It's getting closer. Whereas with, with Siri or Cortana or Alexa, you would ask it, you know, tell me a joke or have a little bit... They have a little bit more personality just because they sound more human. Tone, yeah. For me, it... I liked that it was a great way to demonstrate Wheatley's corruption, as I'm calling it. Right, whether or not he had tone. Yeah. Yeah. The way he was able to jump back and forth, I thought was really good. That was very cool. And while I would say that was good voice acting, 
we know from history that I'm a bad judge of voice acting. Was, what did you think about the voice acting in general? The voice acting was good. It was certainly better than the budget of the rest of the game would lead me to expect. It wasn't great, but it was... I thought it was really Wheatley that jumping back and forth was pretty well done. I think both the caretaker and Arid could have been anyone because yes. it's, it's just a flat delivery and the the modification on the voice will will give you the could almost the effect, yeah. have literally been text to speech yeah it yeah. could have been text to speech and, and no one would have would have known any different whereas well maybe at the end with Arid where where she starts like no you must be faulty scan me again like, right that that part has a little bit more emotion but Wheatley slash administrator needed that emotion conveyed constantly for you to have some empathy towards it so that when it when it eventually gets murdered then you feel something for it you you feel like you lost a friend you feel like you lost the only other entity in this game that you could trust even though Eric doesn't really trust it so one of the things i i liked for half a second that i didn't like <laughs> was the there was some really high tension music and then it it, at one point it was really cool and then it started feeling out of place and then I don't know what did you think about music in general I hmm. was very annoyed by the looping ambient sounds especially as com I, I have to I did come into this very fresh out of the swapper I was kind of swapping back and forth as it were between the two games and the ambience in the swapper is so good and spacey and the ambience in this is kind of more like loopy kind of weird um, I, there was when you, when we're in the battle, kind of at the end, when you're running up the levels, running away from the droids, or trying to defeat the droids, chasing after the caretaker, the music was all right, but I never was very particularly impressed by it. So my take is that I don't really have a take because I didn't play with headphones. So <sighs> I just kind of like that there was no. I didn't feel like I missed anything by not really paying attention to the music or you're, the or the sound. I don't think correct. Did, yeah. yeah. I hate so, to say it, but I think you're correct. While we're talking about the style, you were kind of a fan of the 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 font aesthetic used by this game, yeah? Yeah, it's all retro computers. It's cute. Yeah. What's the name of that font? I forget. I have no idea. The old Mac font. Yeah. I got a little pissed off by the fact that they were trying to emulate a, a curved CRT in at yeah, the beginning weird. of the game. That's weird. And you couldn't really read what was going on. That was annoying. Ugh. I did like the fact that when the shield ran out, you got this, like, cracked screen effect. That was... That didn't that make any cool. sense, because as it healed, the screen got uncracked. Is that how glass works? That That's, like... It's that's how like... organic glass works, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, glass. I forgot. I call it OG for short. Dude, it, it's the halo shield. It is the halo shield. Yeah. I also found it a little... You thought it was supposed to be her faceplate? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That doesn't make any sense, considering you're looking in at the world from another perspective. Also, the camera boxing really drove me nuts. How it was like, when you swung yes. from left to right, it was like... Wah. Yeah. There's actually a talk at GDC this year about side-scrolling games mm -hmm. and the way their cameras are done, which is like probably the driest topic ever, or so I thought until I played this game, and I was like, oh, that's quite relevant. Super Mario 3 is talked about as being one of the, the greats. From the very beginning. Mm -hmm. There's kind of a null box in the middle and then... Null box, yeah. Do you have a link to that? Because I would really love to see that. I'll put that in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, you should put it in Awesome. The show. Yeah. That would be amazing. Totally. 
There was definitely, I, I can't remember what it was, but there was something that like I was standing on top of the point and I tried to look to my left and the whole screen flew over oh, and then I was like, yeah. no, turn it back to my right and it flew over the other direction. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get to the thing that I was standing on top of. Mm-hmm. Seriously. That happened to me at least once. And then and there, there were sections that, that you like ran to the edge of the level and depending on how you approached it, you could either not see what was beyond oh, or yeah. you could. Or would, like, thinking stop. about that elevator like, by the the elevator by the big TV. I is that what you're thinking so. of? That was the one that really Yeah, like all the way Like I felt like edge. I was sequ- sequence breaking by being able to see over there. Right. Uh, uh, mm. Oh man. man. Tired of this game. <laughs> yeah. I was tired once I started the swapper. I was like, oh, oh, Will was so right to recommend this. One of the things we talked about on the Order podcast was that there was not a good way of gauging how far you were into the story. And I think that this game did a better job of that. One through, one of them was, although misleading, was your abilities on the suit. The kind of assumption was that over the course of the game, I would get access to all of the abilities that my suit can do. And the other one was the merit point system. Oh, those tests. Where they tell you, oh, there's eight merit points, and you kind of figure, oh, over the course of the game, I'll figure out how to solve all of these puzzles. So that was kind of a nice way to be able to talk to people about how far you've gotten in the game without actually spoiling it with each other. Um, Yeah, me and Nate did that. one of our previous podcasts, I was talking to him doing my breaks, and I was, we were talking about, like, oh, yeah, you have the merit point part. And like, oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, Will and yeah. I did that yesterday. He was like, oh, I'm six out of eight. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Huh. Can't find a spool of wire, huh? <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> so one of the things that came up on our last podcast the for the order mm-hmm. was how I was really not upset. That's too strong a word, but disappointed. Miffed. That miffed is probably a good word. <laughs> that there wasn't a good way of telling your progress. And the chapter system, which just didn't work for a progress marker in that game. I did like that there were at least two different ways of judging your progress in this game. One was the abilities list. You kind of were led, or maybe it's a gamey thing, we're kind of led to believe that when you're done unlocking all these things, the game will be over, right? Which was not true, but yeah. Not true, but mm-hmm. but also. And then the other one was kind of the merit system. You were kind of led to believe that once you got all eight merits, this thing would be over and right. get to seven, and then you just, you know. At the minimum level, when you had eight, you knew that the game was... Probably going to yeah. be over, right? Mm-hmm. It did lend to the ability where we were able to talk to people in a non-spoiler, spoilery way when I was able to say, hey, Jeff, I'm, I finished six puzzles. How are you about that? And he's like, oh, I finished seven. So this is about where you are. And what did you think of that thing? So you can talk about it without. <laughs> I wouldn't have remembered other than describing the actual puzzle I'd done. Was there I, the merit points or? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, if I told you I had only finished two puzzles, you would know I hadn't done anything on the top floor. I don't Unless think I would you even. tried to activate the upper floor, you wouldn't you can't. know that. You can't complete any that. puzzles upstairs. I know that because right. I but, tried. But if I told you I'd only completed two, then you would know about how much uh, where I was in the game, about how much I'd seen. You would know not to tell me about things like how to get the spool of wire down. That you, you'd be like, why <sighs> couldn't I just jump on the... Th- I tried jumping. You're right, Will. I, I would have been much more benefited by saying I'm on chapter blank of the order. Because it's presented to you very clearly. I'm like, chapter four, I can remember that. 
I guess in theory it would be the same with the merit points, but there was so much time in between seven and eight. Which I, I liked. But didn't you complain about that in the order, about how some of the chapters were totally different lengths? Um, yes. And so the question is, why does one work and not, and why does the other not work? I'm much more okay with the orders than this one. The chapters had no meaning, whereas they actually had meaning in this game. There were easy, vague definitions of progression in this game. They showed you, they showed you a goal, some meanings to an end. I had no clue how many chapters were in the order. Okay, did you're you right. Do- with the with the with the endpoint in question, you did have. They told you how many merit points you needed. Yeah, you're you're right. There was that presented. You to knew you. And about in that how respect, many. This did this much ability. better. Yeah, right. And it was presented in the game rather than just text overlaid on top of the movie to you as a player and not the you know the protagonist. So that's a good point. I agree. Did you do the the Did you attempt to do the old lady crossing the street before actually? Modifying that? No, one? I did no. it backward too. I did it I backwards. Tried. What happens if you just try it? Yeah, she gets hit by the car and she goes like flying off, and another one like pops up. Oh, oh cool. okay. Yeah. All right. All the guys yesterday had the same complaint. Everybody had. I had got accidentally. To the yes. Yeah, I had accidentally Wait, like what? triggered the solution before getting to the puzzle. Getting to the actual puzzle. Really? That's funny. I mean, I'd walked by the puzzle. I just had, yeah. hadn't ever gotten to the place where I could... Oh, yeah. I did it the wrong way a bunch of times. Old Granny kept dying. Sorry, wooden <laughs> Old Granny kept dying. Because <laughs> when you walk in front of the cars, they stop for you. Yeah. Not when you're... When Granny goes ahead and you're not in front of the car to stop it. Yeah. Which you have to do for some reason. I don't remember what the mechanic was exactly. She just goes, whoosh. I'm almost tempted to look up a video. It's kind of funny. And I don't understand why making it faster made it. I don't it. know either. I also don't know. It was silly. That that puzzle specifically was kind of weird. So the puzzles in this, there are a couple of different aspects of them. One is that... They sucked. Particularly Some compared to the Swapper. Yes, I these agree. These puzzles never, I don't think, ever made you feel smart. No, they were very much like point and click and search. Kind of like 90s puzzles were very much the point and click... It was. It There's was. There's some very level of like, logic, but it's very obtuse. I I felt like I was playing like Journeyman Project or something. It was like, take this random item, put it in this other random place. I think the key do stuff. The key, the, the like prime example of how silly it was, was having to pour the superconductive fluid on the puddle on the ground to find the mainframe. That was the one I. I was like, what? I spent twenty something minutes. I, I that was the one, one. That was the one where. Yeah. I knew as soon as I found that superconductor, I was going to put this fluid on it. I knew right where he lost it. And the only reason I got it is I was just standing there trying everything on everything else. And it was like the... I did that a lot. And the network command was stupid because the times you used it were just... There were twice like uh, in the whole yeah, game. Yeah, there were twice yeah. in the whole game. And you interacted with terminals like half the time. The other hand, oh, of course you use the network command. And no one, one of the network commands was prompted. Yeah. Actually, no, both of them were prompted. Hey, I can, I can, I could interface with this. Yeah. And then the, the second time I was like, oh, well, the thing is broken, uh, but I can access the it's thing broken. through it. Obviously, and... I should now try to interface. <sighs> I just, mm. really? The puzzles drove me nuts. I, for the last two sections, I just used to walk through the whole time. I was like, it's not, I d- I'm not even interested. Uh, like, I don't care. And it's frustrating to me to sit here and click. No, I, I only used it when I was stuck. I did it for the, the red fluid to find the, the main board. I did it for the glowing wire to break the thing. What's you that? know, I don't remember what that was. 
What happened? They had to jump and then go down so they oh. could break it down. Yeah. So I, I found the thing and I tried to jump over there a couple <laughs> times and I couldn't get it. I did the same thing. I quit. I spent 30 minutes trying to make that jump. <laughs> quit came back the next day and made it the first try i was like what the fuck so I, <laughs> I did it a few times and i missed it i'm like oh okay so i need to unlock the the flying pack somehow which is one of the abilities uh-huh. that you can unlock but you never do i th- and- i was thinking like i kind of knew what it was but i was like oh maybe i need to there's like a super super force thing that you can unlock yeah. and i was thinking maybe that's how i unstick the thing yeah <laughs> I, w- I was like okay so I, I need to unlock the super force or if i need to jump over here i need to unlock the jetpack and you know get... <sighs> oh so eventually for that one i was like okay effort where the hell's the walkthrough and yeah. the walkthrough said jump over the thing where the fan is i'm like no no, I tried that. And then after I read it, I tried it and I, I got it the first time. There was something about the way the jumping worked. Even the first place when you went down under the elevator, it just, it does, it looks fine. The animation looks fine, but it doesn't look like you should be able to make any of the jumps that you can make in this game. And it just feels really awkward. This leads nicely into the controls. Controls. Uh, I felt they were frustrating. They. I took were. a week wait, off wait. and had legitimately forgotten how to crouch, and then I remembered it's the same as camouflage, apparently. Oh yeah, it is the same as camouflage. Which I was like, what? Okay, <laughs> that's, that's the one, and I button. just gave each other a look like. Does does Metroid crouch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, does she crouch? I don't think that happens in this game. It's like, oh yeah, the thing where you oh, oh yeah. with the boxes, right? Yeah, yeah. Does Metro? Metroid. <laughs> okay, sorry. Samus turns into a ball. Yeah, I get it's it, a dude. Thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it's okay. I'm Moving on. You. Moving on. Now that he explained it, uh, <laughs> you killed the joke, man. Yep. We just smashed it in the See, ground. I'm killing Samus this game. Samus turns into a ball, right? Like Sonic. <laughs> also, oh, not a Nintendo property. Whoops. Nope. Edit that out. Sega. <laughs> Sega. <laughs> <laughs> It was both of you at the same time and Nate grabbing his belly and doing the Sega thing. I'm like, I lost it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let's talk about that while I was right there. That part of the game... Like, I knew where it was. I knew exactly how what I was supposed to do. I knew I was supposed to break the floor. Were you shooting the ceiling? I was there, I was, like, shooting the ceiling, shooting the floor. Oh, ah, that's anything. where you got stuck, I huh? went. I shot down the ladder. I went up to the ladder. I saw that room. I couldn't figure out what to do in that little room. You were room. just hopping up and All down in the to, room, right? I, I'm just like, what the hell? All you had to do was jump over to the other ladder. For some reason, that just... Uh, you got too much self-preservation. That, that, you didn't want to commit suicide. Thing that puzzle game. Actually, my, where I got stuck was the baby crying. So I had oh, yeah. I had everything set, and like I tried I, to shoot the baby too. Yeah, I tried oh, to yeah. shoot the baby. I, I tried, shot. I, I tried to network the baby. There's a um, there's the computer above. Like you get uh-huh. the ladder and you go up, and then it tells you like it's like the instruction manual. It tells you like this is what should happen with the droid. They're, they should sing a lullaby, and and I'm trying to like was trying to I was out trying to like st- was. Yeah, no, how do I, I make Aaron sing? I was trying to like start the baby the test, run up to the thing, trying to put the the you know I had the uh, the computer fluid the uh, mainframe fluid. I, I was like maybe mm-hmm. I use it here, and you know nothing worked. Eventually, I had to actually just look online, and they're like, oh yeah, do this, and then start the other one. And I'm like. Oh, okay. 
it just totally blanked my mind. Everything else was pretty straightforward, but that one, I, was, I even had it all set up, and I just didn't, I even had the tube, and the tube would suck, and I'm like, I didn't think like, oh yeah, start the first one, and then have Walk to do, over to the yeah. Other one. Yeah. Because I had beaten that one first, the dust one. Mm-hmm. So that I just it. totally was not thinking to redo anything with that. Totally blanked. Yeah, I like how they used kind of reusing the... An old puzzle. Yeah. Right, an old test. Reusing yeah, the puzzle. I guess reusing. Yeah. I, I didn't like the pacing on them because the first one when you you break out those flowers and like it's the wrong color i'm like do i, oh, have to I go find some third. blood see i didn't do that one first uh, oh, I, I mean i couldn't do it first uh, you know you got to go break into that computer room yeah yeah and change, and change it change you know but I was, I was pissed i was looking at those flowers i'm like pick them out of the vase i don't want to pick them out of the vase <laughs> can i can i, I find to, some blood drip blood on them try to pour color. the uh the green blood on yeah them. oh yeah right yeah. i'm like what season you want you mm. i get stuck but then like i racked through like three of the puzzles in like two seconds like the old lady i'd already turned the cars fast i'm like oh I guess I can pick that her torso one, up. That one, yeah. I, I, I didn't think about that. Because I kept leading her so the cars would stop. Yeah. And then it would hit the track. And I'm like, do I have to shoot the track, do something with the track? But right. then she kept saying, like, oh, this is something I can't fix. So I was like, I don't know. And I was like, I'm giving, you know, I was like, I don't care about this. Just let the ra- lady get run over. And then it stopped. And I'm like, oh, that's what I <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I think I, like, I broke into the, the little subsurface room and the ceiling room earlier than I was supposed to, because I already, by the time I saw the lady and the, the cars were moving, those things were going double speed. Oh, yeah, I already yeah. had the spool down before I, I even I got cleaned, to the car. I had all the top, so they, they break them out into four. So you have the one mm-hmm. one floor of four, which is the house, and then you have the floor above. The civic tests. Yeah, and then which is, like, the outside. And I had completed all those, including the spool. Like, I had everything set up. Everything was, like, ready to go. I just couldn't start the four without beating the baby below because I had the other three done. Hmm. So but mm-hmm. then when I finally just beat the, the baby on Friday, I was then I just went through and everything was just, like, done, done, done. Actually, I, I beat the car and the merry-go-round back-to-back, like, with literally on the same Yeah, right? You're like, time. ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I was like, there oh, goes the, the car. Kid. And then as I turned on the, the thing, that. The thing spins, and I didn't even hit the button for the the actual task for the merry-go-round one, because like as soon as he starts the car, the, the spool spins it, and the thing went flying. He's like, "You succeeded this one too." I'm like, "Yeah." No. Let me see if I can get Brian spun up on something he hates. There's a lot I hate in this game. So, is it true that like depending on what point you are in the game, you can or cannot see some things with your stupid flashlight? I can go yeah. back and like, hey, I can see some more things on the well, ground. Well, they, they add things. So, like as you progress, there was one part where they have like those crosses that come out, and there was yeah. one part in the mainframe where you're the section where you're trying to get the mainframe back online. The jar. Um, you go back to the elevator, and then all of a sudden, a cross comes down, and, and if, if you look at it, it even says, this wasn't here before. So, yeah, things get added, or, you know, I don't know if it's supposed to be that you couldn't see them before, or if it's just supposed to be, like, now they're there because of the change in environment. I mean, there's but some of the stuff, like the I was fine circuit with breaker. Yeah, I was fine the, with yeah. that. Like, it's natural progression of things, and I didn't have a problem with that. It was one of the few things I was okay with. Real quick, you said that you looked up at least one solution. Did you have to look up many other solutions? That was this? just the one, and then and I, I actually had it ready, already had it done. All I had to do was just push the stupid other button. But yeah, yeah, I gave you some light hints, Jeff. But yeah, like you uh, didn't have to look when I was trying to blow up that queen. I was like, hmm, why won't it let me mix more potion? And I'm like, okay, I'll go sprinkle this on. Uh, yeah. The, the mushrooms. So yeah, that was the only bit of hand-holding. I was so tempted to do some walkthrough stuff because I, I played the game in two playthroughs. I was stuck at the stupid first fish. I was trying to surf on that stupid floating board. I'm too heavy for this. I know I'm too heavy for this. And uh, I knew I needed the bugs, but I was like, I need a cup. 
I need a cup because I gotta go to a vending machine. Why? Where the cup? And I I couldn't find it with that dumb flashlight. The the cup. I basically did the exact same thing, and it kind of showed up the blood for to get the gun in the first uh-huh. place. I did the same thing. I walked back and forth yep. and back and forth. Couldn't figure out how the hell I was supposed to get bait for the thing. Even though I knew exactly what I was supposed to do, I just couldn't figure out where the hell I was supposed to get the blood. So, is there anything you had to look up, or you? I didn't. I got through it eventually. I like I said, there were some puzzles. I probably spent twenty minutes just sitting like. "Ah." I I probably would have been able to get that, but I mean, I I did it Thursday, and I wanted to get it done in time for the podcast. Obviously, a couple days later, I didn't want to spend time and not complete the game. And I was on a tight schedule, but yeah, that was basically it. The the hardest ones I think were oh the elevator where you have to let the elevator go up at the beginning and then oh yeah really go underneath it. Uh, I thought that was somewhat like took some time. Um, Yeah, the baby for me took some time. The piece that of this that I really wanted to get to is how you felt about the puzzles, particularly when you couldn't get it. Jeff, you had a they made kind me of a- super frustrated because you know I yeah there was a puzzle of like that that stupid fish. I was probably on it for more than half an hour running around looking for what I knew was some kind of cup type vessel that was you know a broken jar, and they were needlessly frustrating to me because I feel like I could have just made a little program that said go find every little thing of interest and try try interact with it try to apply every item you have in your inventory i I found myself doing that a lot in this game where it's yeah you just take the flashlight and you just you're basically going up and down you're just walking on the whole level like that until you find some till it hits something and then you search that like it felt very old school adventure gamey yeah Yeah, use decayed hand use butcher knife i kept that plastic bag i took it with me i did too yeah i I had that in the decayed hand all the way through the end yeah when I got the decayed hand, that was really cool because all of a sudden everything started opening up and uh-huh. there were all kinds of... Yeah, that felt good. Yeah, all that felt really good. I'm like, I'm everywhere. Whoa. Yeah. That was really cool. These control rooms are in the creepiest places ever. Until just recently that talking, thinking about it, the, the thing that k- hit the big L&D kick for me, the little narrative dissonance, yeah. is that I feel like in the story... I was supposed to feel... Wait, wait a minute. Did you say hit the big D? Is that going to be a phrase? L and D. Oh, oh okay, points, good. Okay, sorry. Which I don't get the reference, but uh, okay. Ludo, because I didn't want to say Ludo narrative. Ludo narrative distance is that, where the idea of a game's story is disagreeing with the fundamental gameplay. Mm, I see. Bioshock Infinite's peaceful, happy cloud city where you're going around slaughtering everybody. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Or in this game. In this game... It was, for the story, I was supposed to feel, I, I think that, and I don't know if this is what I was told or how I was approaching the story, I was supposed to feel clever about finding ways to subvert the lockouts on the suit. Sure. Mm. And the puzzles just made most of us feel dumb. Yeah. We didn't feel clever, we felt dumb. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yeah, I agree. Although I'm kind of self-abusive about games like this. I'm just like, I'm not good at these games. And then, you know. I did feel dumb doing the the puzzles. I did not feel like I was subverting anything when I unlocked the suit stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like, like... it just happened. Yeah, I felt like it was totally part of the game. And I didn't feel like it had anything to do with... Like, I didn't cause it. So, it was it was not not a choice that I made. Which is how I feel about the whole game, actually. Okay. Even the puzzles. Did you feel that way? Yeah. Well, 
you go through and you do things that unlock the puzzles and you get merit badges, which is a really interesting name, by the way. But it, it is actions that you take. Well, so, yeah. On the base, but I didn't feel like I was involved. I feel like I was just hunting for the right combination. Yeah, I, and again, it goes back to the to the whole that this this game needed needed more time in the oven. I just I, I would have been happy if all the merit had been taken out of the game. It felt like a weird, creepy. It, I, I didn't like the merit thing at all. It felt it was it cool that it felt was creepy, intentionally out of place. Like yeah, I understand. In order to do this thing, I'm gonna have to. To me, it felt like pretend it like I'm a domestic droid. Very heavily just detracted from the point of the story that I thought was the most important, which was the idea of morality and were they, sentience. And were they trying to create a a discordant atmosphere where you had these merit badges that were supposed to be happy, and you were doing the them in really depressing ways and in a really dark and gloomy atmosphere? Was that the point? I think the point of the merit was supposed to be that that is just the context of what would already be in this facility and you have to pay, pass the same test as everyone else. Right. As far as I could tell, that's all that there was to it. So the fact that they're called merit badges doesn't doesn't play into it? I don't. I mean, what do you think? I don't, I don't know. have For, any thoughts from, about that. I just use it as a progress marker. I don't really... Yeah. It could be just a progress marker, but I do think that... Merit badges from from a connotation point of view brings in like happy thoughts, whereas you're gaining them in not very happy ways. That's true. <laughs> like, like you're. Whoops. Sorry, uh, Granny. Yeah, you know, Granny gets run over by the car. You place a a decayed head on in in front of the kid because he wants protein. You. Uh, you tie the kill the baby. You you oh, you yeah. kill the you baby. Silence the baby. Um, to silence it because it you know whatever the kid in the playground gets flown off. <laughs> I mean it's it yeah sure it is it is subverting the rules and and it is very dark and gloomy atmosphere to do it to get a merit badge which is supposed to be joyful and fun and light. Did either of you feel any guilt at all about shutting down all those robots? No. no. I, I didn't get that part either. Like, I felt bad about the mainframe. So, yeah, when the mainframe died, that one I did feel bad about. I don't know. He was kind of a di- dick. <laughs> you know, like the whole the whole game, I'm like, can you just help me with this part? No, no. I can't help you. You're on your own. And then at the end, you know, I'm like, help me. He's like, all right, I'll help you. I'm like, you couldn't help me at any other point in the fucking game? You gotta wait till the damn end? I'm like, fuck you, you're dead. I like the way that he talks to Arid like, oh, Arid, yeah. you're so dumb. So naive. <laughs> you don't know D- what this place is like. Arid. It's not that simple. Okay, so while we're talking, we were talking about the AI stuff. Yeah, that was some of the stuff that I I, I did kind of like. There is at least one point in the game where they show you this triangle, and it was kind of I I kind of equated it to Asimov's basic rules. It's like this fundamental concerns that the AIs, all the different AIs, had mm-hmm. when they're created, and the whole point of the facility is that the longer that an AI is up and running 
the more likely yes. they are to basically become corrupt, to veer off go course. down one of the three points and not keep it well balanced and then become corrupt in that different mm -hmm. way. And it was really interesting. They're nice triangle. There happened to be three main AIs. They, all the three main AIs basically become corrupt in three different ways. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was really interesting how Wheatley demonstrated his corruption. Yeah. Um, he said it. He's like fighting against it for most of the game. I guess that's kind of how I felt at the um, beginning anyway. He, so Arid talks to him and she says, why are you trying to, why do you spend so much time trying to sound like a human? He said, well, human tonality, the better we are at human tonality, the better humans treat us. Mm -hmm. And I love the way that there was the computery speech and then the human speech and he had like pre-recorded values. It kind of had like a whole Cortana thing where certain canned responses are a human read voice and the rest are like human generated text. And so it kind of had that interesting duality to it. Right. He still was bound by his core programming. So he had the, the like pre-recorded responses, but then either before or after those, he was like, but... Here's a hint. <laughs> yeah. It, it was He was an interesting character. In what way? Just him kind of fighting against just being strictly as he was programmed, I thought was interesting. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see how he was definitely trying to bend the rules as much as he, as much as he could. And at one I point, he's like, you know what? F it. I'm just, you know, we're, we're, we're bending the rules. Just jump on, onto the thing and I'll repair you. I don't think his... I don't think his motivations were necessarily around the rules being important. His motivations were around not getting caught by the caretaker. Yeah, he didn't true. want to do anything suspicious so that the caretaker would catch him. I just don't understand why he was standing up for Arid. I wouldn't have let Arid get very far. I mean, she shut down all the rope. Like, I just don't think that the actions that she took to save the life of Joseph's were not worth the damage they caused. Especially at the end when there's no human inside. I was like, well, but that's... But she didn't know that. I, I understand, but even if she... Even assuming there is someone inside that suit, I don't think that the actions she took were worth it. Like, I don't think it's worth sacrificing many to save one. I was really... I was very... I did not... From her point of view, she didn't sacrifice any humans. That's true. I guess I didn't know what the moral implications were of when she shut down all those robots. Like, I didn't know... That's, what it, that, that's exactly it what does. the game wants, wants you to, to think about, though. Is that to me? Hey, I, these these robots are she's essentially killed. sentient, right? I didn't and agree with that. Kind of. I was. I didn't press the button. And then just waited, and then is I that pressed the button. Okay. Yeah. I was. I was like, I don't want to do this. That this is interesting. Is that is one of the things I asked both the guys about. We everybody else when we got to that button didn't give a, anything about whether or not we killed all the robots. That's See, crazy. I, I didn't even We're know that actually, was a choice. It like, I thought it was, a false, it, it was a false choice. Well, I mean, it was, but I was still like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Like, I, I looked around I for, for another way and, you know, didn't really look around too much, but... Right. I just, I feel like if I was in that position, I'd be like, well, that's it. Like, it's not worth the sacrifice. So you would rather not turn off a bunch of robots which have been hanging for who knows how long... 30 years. ...in order to save... And do the one mission that you've been sent to do. I guess Save I don't. The human I don't know enough about. That is your only. 
I don't know purpose. enough about the details of those lives. Well, they, they have been designed and or repurposed so that they are domestic robots. And you and know how they format treated. them. Yes, freshly formatted. And, and you kind of know how they are treated and how they're expected to behave. Yeah, that's true. I just don't feel like it's given how much... I would argue that the mainframe had the same amount of sentience and look what had happened to him. Like he's become very living, sentient. Well, they're all sentient. Yeah. They, they are so self-aware. They, they are still bound by the, the rules of their, of their core programming, but that does not mean that they aren't This is like a weird 30-person abortion. More than 30. Way more than 30, but... I don't know, man. I like, didn't the, feel the, it. There's a, there's a, there's I didn't like Aerith as a character either. She was way too stern and strong. I realize she's a robot, but I was like, I'm not identifying with your mission directive. There's no fuzziness. There's no edges to... You're just all about this one purpose, and I don't buy that. But that is her purpose. The, no, she, I, I understand. She, she's, like, she's it's programmed consistent to... with her job, but I yeah. don't... Like, to me... So, am I the player, or am I Arid? If I'm Arid, then obviously I press the button without a hesitation, because that's in line with her actions. Right. But I would, at that moment, I was taken out of the game, and I was like, I am the player, and I don't want Arid to do this. Right, but what other option do you have? Well, I not have knowing... So, I did it, but I wasn't happy right. about it. Oh, fair enough. Which and that's exactly the tone for the rest of the game. Yeah. This is just unhappy that these kind of decisions are made. You're the only person who's actually cared about the dead robots hanging there. And I think that's interesting. Hmm. Because they, they obviously set it up trying to get you to think, is one human life more valuable than 200 robot lives? Right. And for an entity whose sole responsibility is human life is the only thing that matters to me. That's my human my life. My human life. Yeah, my human's and life. She also cared enough to ask the first suit whether its human was still alive. Yes. And then as soon as she realized that it wasn't, she it was like a complete relevant. failure. Yeah. I buy you. You have door. not done your mission. You That was the worst thing that that other AI could have done. Yeah. I, I think what because bothers it, me is... It, it, was, it, was, it was the third directive. It was protect my human pilot. Exactly. So, and and so, they, shared, they shared those directives. So if the other... AI failed at its mission, it's like, oh, well, you have failed at life. That was your singular purpose in in this universe, to protect your pilot, and you failed. I don't like and the so idea of anything that being of... that strongly driven by one thing. It makes me uncomfortable. I wouldn't want a robot that was driven by that kind of judgment, that everything was so black and white. You wouldn't want the robot that is solely responsible for keeping you alive to keep you alive? No, because look what it did. It hurt it harmed so many other things. Like, it's not worth that cost. But those are the My things... My one life is not worth... What, what other choice did those other things have? Every single one of those could happen be recreated. The next day. Every, so, this thing every been... single one of us could be recreated. How it's still special humans? for us to be us. There's, mil there's plenty of us born the next day. No, Just that's, because that's you reformat fair. a robot doesn't mean it's the same. Like, we don't know. We live through a section where one of the AIs gets reformatted and they revert back to their to the, their, base their base programming. programming yeah. Right. That was Arid, right? No. Well, no, no we got our objectives overridden. We, it's different. Wheatley is the one who got reformatted. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I guess my question to you is, for all of those robots that were just hanging there and had been hanging there for 30 years... I understand. What was the other the, option? I don't know. And that's why I'm not really... Because even like I don't know, like you, you get some backstory. In Obviously, that. I still went through with the decision. I didn't just quit the game. Okay, so fair enough. 
I understand that there's truth to your point, and I don't really know the answer to that. They could have just hung there for another 70 years. They could have no development beyond what they were programmed to, and there's no difference between... I'm not saying like that cold, at all. cold, hard, dead metal and some I'm, zeros and ones flashed in there, and when they do come online, that's where everything starts. Or maybe nothing ever starts and there is no real life to them. I don't really know the details. Either way, I don't feel comfortable shutting 30 of them down. I don't think the game set us up to expect there to be anything going on in terms of like actual sentience or life there, but I don't really know. But we see... I wouldn't shut down 30 of anything. No, but, but we do see that You wouldn't they turn have off my computer to save my life? I would shut down your computer to save your life because I know would a lot you turn about off your the computer. power on this floor to save my life? I don't know what's running on this floor, but probably. It's getting a little bit more fuzzy. You could have like people on like heart machines or something on this floor. You have no idea. Interesting. I think those are just things to think about. There's lots of things that are... Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to do a, a split decision of let's, like, do I, I shut this I'd down? I'd be threatened or... by a split decision. Let's swap this around. And I would probably feel guilty Your choices are shoot Esteban or turn off the power on this floor. I guess I do the one that has a more immediate, obvious non-harm. And so you don't think powering off some computers is less harmful than killing your... They're not computers, your... they're robots. I don't know how much robot they are. But you're definitely killing your passenger okay. if you don't, right? I back down into the Inquisition. I had no problems <laughs> making this decision. And as soon as I saw the prompt, I was like, you fuck the robot! Boom! Next button! <laughs> That's what I meant. No, I'm no, sorry, no, I, I misspoke. I, no, no, no. I, I appreciate the the moral implications because I went through that as well. I just didn't see any other viable choice like even so, if, even if let's if, boil it down okay I, I didn't know on the side of the robots and i didn't like arid at all let's just bring it to that level i didn't trust arid i didn't think arid was motivated by good things and i wasn't buying into that so i gave, had a lot more hesitation than i might have otherwise will i would turn off the floor's power for you but only because i like you a lot esteban i also would not shoot you that's nice that's yeah. good to hear yep this will be entered into evidence at a court one day. <laughs> it's not that I think you chose wrong. It's the game obviously set you up to try and feel that way. And you're the only guy who did. And yesterday we were talking about it seemed like the game just didn't do whatever writing didn't involve yeah. players well enough to actually care at that position and you did so i think it, that it did something i don't want to sound you. like no it didn't it didn't do a good job of it all in fact it did probably more to set up your guys's perspective which is that there wasn't really any reason to care about them as far as the writing went but i feel like there's plenty of i don't know like i studied people and culture like there's a lot of times where this happens in life that really hurt people and i try to be I guess what I've learned in school has really affected how I think about things like this. From my perspective, that there was very little lead up to that choice in the sense that the only other time that you're presented with that kind of choice is at the beginning when you meet the other Mark 7. And when you meet the other Mark 7, yeah, sure, you're... She's you, ruthless. Yeah. you And you pull her power, but it's not obvious that that means permanent death like what happens if i just plug the thing back in yeah since that result was not presented in a clear fashion then when we eventually got to, or when i eventually got to the choice of turn off these robots or save my human i'm like oh the, they have power i can just plug the power back in after the pumps are done Right. You know, that's, that, that was well, my that's thought a good, process. Yeah, that's a good point. 
And the game didn't explain any of that. So I just jumped to worst case scenario on all fronts. Right. If the game had done a little bit more setup of saying these things hold state and if you pull the power then that means that they actually die like they revert to their original programming or they they don't revert to anything another way to look at it is this is where they go to reformat all of these things right this is the morgue this is where they're killing people killing robots Mm -hmm. yeah and you go through that at the beginning it's like oh you you know answer the question identify your purpose and and arid says oh i my intentions are peaceful. My purpose is to protect my pilot. I don't and feel the like other... that's a peaceful intention. Protecting someone is not peaceful? Yep. The word protect is like inherently violent. No. Yes. Absolutely. Because it means when someone else gets close, you have to harm them. Is a airbag When it breaks protection? your nose, yeah. How about a seatbelt? When it How about a bike helmet? Okay, I see what you're How going. About a... <laughs> I, when How I about think a of condom? A, when I think of a person protecting... Someone performing the act of protection, I think, of violence. How about a... Okay, you can find a million exceptions. I'm sorry. You obviously have a strong point. Just to me, when she said, my mission is to protect, I was like, oh boy, I don't like where this is going. Lifeguard. <sighs> Floaties on my arms. <laughs> Not to be confused with floaters under my arms. <laughs> so that's the definition of protection that I went with in my head. It's like, oh, okay, sense. so this is a lifeguard. But, okay, yeah. Your idea man. of protection is a mercenary that walks next to you? Yeah, and that's exactly what Arid was. He's a ruthless killing machine that would do anything at any cost to protect this one human. That's what she turned into. That it's is what, how It was immediately obvious from the beginning of this game. I was like, I don't... Sorry, it wasn't immediately obvious. I just had a very strong feeling. I don't know why. So it was that just is the like way she was how communicating. her corruption became evident to me. Mm-hmm. Her base programming was follow these rules, do this protection. But as she decided that human, her human's life was more and more important, the one thing, edge of the triangle that she went down and down and down, she was willing to sacrifice everything else more and more and more to make sure that that one thing, that like that is how the corruption manifested to Arid. I don't think that was her base design she was started okay I mean, yeah you you're probably the other right. guys they I just felt that way from the start and it became more and more obvious as the game went on and i maybe i was lured into a sense of that was there all along it's just becoming more clear with the events that are going on but you're probably right it was probably becoming increasingly corrupt so i bet you when she started talking about deleting her own logs that really fed into it for you as well huh? mm-hmm. absolutely so how does the how does the ai robot uh, aired you wouldn't know that you have nothing inside. There's no, you have no sensor, no well, measure. Well, your your sensor broken, for right? checking on a human is broken. Yeah, but you, you don't have a weight sensor. You don't have something to tell that something's not. What Everything's broken. You just fell uh, out of space. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're up and walking, and you know uh, your flashlight works and all that stuff. It gets pretty, you know. Hey, weren't you pretty busted up before gun. we turned the mics on about <laughs> you know all your systems are are showing red when you start up and you don't actually finish the game with everything turned green? Uh, yeah, you're God. broken. This game's broken. <laughs> it fixes it in the sequel. Promise. It's going to be like oh, Matrix Revolution. Yeah. My note here, which I think was hilarious, was when you were doing your whole learning how to become a domestic droid. And I was thinking, isn't that kind of what Frida did to you, Jeff? 
Except I was begging for the lessons. I'm like, next, please. Please marry me. Kill your baby. I mean, uh, 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 no, I, I mean, uh, um, lullabies. Give me my next marriage. My, my next marriage. I know, right? Do you like the color of these flowers? <laughs> I cooked something for you. It's a decayed head, but it's got great protein. <laughs> You're gonna love it. Lean meat right here. Oh dear. There's a couple things I didn't like. One of them was how much running back and forth you do over and over. But that's what I mean. Like, and yeah. it just seems like you just take the flashlight up and down. And you're just running all over the place. It's just like, uh, really? Like, he's even designed so that the optimal level is run all the way to the left, run seven screens to the right, mm-hmm. five yeah. screens to the left, run 13 screens to the right. That piece was one that killed me. So I'm curious, or I played it with the Xbox One. Controller. You played it with the same controller, and then you played it with mouse I'm a, and keyboard. Yeah, right? I'm a mouse and keyboard kid. I'm interested I, to see if that if that was better because these control the controls with the Xbox One controller. It was. They terrible. were horrible. Horrible. They were pretty okay. I mean, combat was a a bitch. Not because it's hard to aim and shoot at people, but because like the controls are a little laggy and. But so, it was how fine. does your flashlight work with mouse and keyboard? Uh, right click. Just hold it. It's cool. But can you like point at things, or do you? Or is you it just, still the yeah, same? Uh, yeah, it was just up and down, up and down, up and down. And oh. Yeah, no, it, it was the oh, same. So it is the best. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was my biggest thing. There was, was nothing like, special about it. I was like, it. you have to hold. I'm like, I'm like, I have to like, I had to hold the, the right stick down. Down. Oh. And then you. And the then point. And then. Oh. And then okay. point. And the switch between the gun and the. Was the uh, flashlight right bumper? Was, no, it was uh, R three. You had to click. Oh yes, that's it. Click. click yeah. R- that was the. Oh, the mouse and keyboard was better. All you got to do is. <laughs> primary oh, click and you start no. shooting things so gross no no, no. It, i had like, no complaints oh. i had i had no complaints about the controls really i'm like okay i get it although you did try to do custom controls for a while yeah i did i because I, I was like oh wasid no nah, man i don't do that you know this is not how i <laughs> counterstruck back in the day with the 1.6 and it turned out not to be so effective so i just went right back although as i was playing after i f- fixed the controls up I played in three segments. Uh, as I as I fixed them up, I was definitely migrating back to my old controls. But that was just that was my old muscle memory. No, as keyboard and mouse, I had no issues with the controls. Hmm. Kind of in retrospect, wish I'd used the keyboard and mouse. I'm kind of yeah been taught I, to try and use the. I thought controller the controller would be better. Yeah, I, but I mean the game was. It's just a puzzler, right? I mean, I have no no need for a controller. It's yeah, just, I don't know. I mean, it, it just seemed like it would have, like, the way they, this was, it looked to me, it would have seemed like it would have been made for a controller and mouse and keyboard wouldn't work all that well, but it seems like the opposite. Yeah. Huh? Sorry, so a similar game that a couple of us have played is The Swapper. That comes on a couple different platforms as well, and I played it on the Vita, and it just felt supernatural on the Vita, and the way that the controls worked just worked perfectly. And so coming to this game, I kind of had that little bit of bias. Like, this game like it should looks be fluid. Really similar. It's, this, it's a puzzle game, although the puzzles are quite a bit different in that game. I was like, oh, this should work no problem, and the controls in this just killed me. <laughs> All right, so what I really want to know is how you, what, what control schemes you use to play this. Nate, you said... I use the DualShock 4 on the PC. So I use the, I think the standard control setting, which was not toggle aim. So you hold the right thumbstick in the direction you want. Mm-hmm. So you played with a controller. Mm-hmm. How did you play? You played with a controller also? 
Keyboard and mouse. Keyboard and mouse. On I tried I on the Mac. Out. There is a fun bug where the mouse is still visible in the center of your screen and you can't make it go away. <laughs> so I swapped over to PC af- after the initial introduction because I couldn't make it quite work. And <laughs> both the Mac and the PC version of keyboard and mouse, you have this interesting concept where the mouse moves around in the screen, but you don't see where the fuck it is. So when you are trying to face the opposite way, you have to guess where your mouse is. I couldn't figure out how to use keyboard and mouse. I didn't have my, I had paired my controller with my PlayStation 4 downstairs, so I didn't have it. So I booted up and was like, oh, I'll try it with mouse. I'm too lazy to go downstairs. I don't know if it was a glitch with just when I booted, but nothing was doing anything. I was just mashing the keyboard and nothing was happening. Well, you use the WASD keys <laughs> and it's very particular about when you use the WASD keys. Really? Yes. Because I jumped to WASD first, but I wasn't even, I don't think I was even moving. So I think it was like you can like use, a glitch. you can use up and down on the main menu mm-hmm. to. Oh select yeah, stuff. it has to be W and D instead of but up and down. Yeah, as soon as yeah. you move into the game, it's it's W and D, and it's like, oh, okay, well. For the controller, the, you can only uh, use the thumbstick instead the thumb of the D pad, which was the... really irritating to me. I, okay, not really irritating. Oh, not but the D pad. Yeah. Couldn't use the D pad wow. to use menus. Okay, it was so it's silly. It's, it's horrible along. Got it. <laughs> I did like when you press start. It says run menu.exe. Yes. That was cute. And then it does the whole uh, booting up uh, base OS or kernel OS or yeah, whatever. Those little touches were cute. Yeah, that was nice. I really hated, and I used the, the one controller, mm-hmm. but I think that our experience was basically the same. Yeah. The control scheme was atrocious, and yep. listening to Jeff talk about it, it sounded like the keyboard and mouse was way better way to go. Doesn't. Yeah, it, uh, apart from that little interesting thing with the mouse where... Like I said, you had to figure out where it was left and right to for you to swap direction. It was fine. I'm going to go One back a main... little bit. I'd rather have used the thumbsticks and dealt with the like wonky D-pad than have to deal with that problem. One of the main functions in this game is an R3. You're clicking yeah. R3 all the time while you're Why? holding a direction. It changes from... Uh, Flashlight to, to gun. Flashlight, yeah. Oh, that was so you have to like on, on point, the hold the stick in a direction, and then press it in, and then try make sure you're not pressing it in when you're actually when you're trying to activate the menu system with your other hand. <laughs> that thing was. <laughs> oh, I and then it was a, a lot like of, a. <laughs> I'm probably thankful to the DS4. I didn't have that many problems with that, but it was pretty silly that that was. I thought it was natural that the stick you're aiming with be the one that you toggle with. But I wonder if I hadn't been using a DS4, if it if it would have been worse. You didn't have to move your hands. As soon as you stopped firing, it should just tr- swapped over to the to the flashlight. Do you exactly. Think? Mm. Really? Like no way. No In the combat to... scenarios, I wouldn't have wanted the flashlight to come up after I paused for a few seconds. Oh, you mean after you let go of the stick and it went back to center? Sure. Okay. I mean, there were plenty. Was that not a setting option? No, it was not. There were very few setting yeah, options. Yeah, I, I did check setting the menu. Option. I was like, what are the controls? Oh, eh. apparently none. Y- you know what I had to consult the internet for? Controls? Like specifically, oh wait, I need to use my items. Where the hell is the inventory? Oh wait, there isn't one. But it, it's the interact submenu, but sub yeah. But and I was the, like, trying the to local like inventory stuff, thing was oh. super. Meh. Local inventory? Oh, you mean that one place where you have. There are two the, places, but yes. Wait, what? Two? What's the other one? The jar next to the, the first shark. 
and the spool of wire next to the the jar next to the shark was was not local inventory. What yes, is local it inventory? It's it's you have an item because you're next to it. The spool of wire oh, was, one, yeah. was the you one. You put place the jar down next to the fireflies. The fireflies all went into it. They stayed on the ground. You walked over to the plank oh, yeah, of wood. Oh yeah, that's true. That's and true. Then and then you have the yeah yeah. It's like oh you can place it here and it yeah. I okay, don't fair think enough. that's even yeah okay. It was really weird. It was. Oh, just inconsistency wise. It, it was very inconsistent. That that's that's that yeah. That's a that's a good description. I can't really see why this game got story of the year. I was much more interested in the swapper. I guess yeah, I'll have to try that one. The way they described it, it is, okay. So I could see this, this game is being what, pitch being pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's what. Although they is, must have not mentioned the puzzles at all. <laughs> the puzzles the, were not good. But that's not the story. Okay, you're right. But I feel like in a game where the where the story is delivered exclusively through the puzzles. Uh, so I, I, I feel like the, the premise of the story was good. Oh, you are an AI, you're trying to protect your pilot, and you're trying to get medical attention for that pilot, and you, you find yourself in this desolate facility out in the middle of nowhere. You're finding that there's no no other humans around. Right. So that the, the core of the story for me was interesting. Hmm. So the execution maybe was a little bland, but yeah, the core yeah. of the story was good. And you can pitch the story. You can make this story sound really cool. Oh, yeah, sure. The, the elevator pitch for, for this game Until is amazing. Until you play it, then you're like, and then it sucks. Eh. <laughs> check, check this out. The swappers. Let me if try this a different both way. these stories side by side, even if you did a bad job with the swapper, it'd be like clones and morality. That's interesting. Done. This just protecting the human thing. I just don't. Sorry. I have, clearly have like personal issues or something. Like, I think it's the only way I can explain my feelings about this game, or, like, strong, personal, like... Do you understand what your job was? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I mean, care what my job was. I didn't want to do it. You like, didn't want to Are we talking about the game or real life? No, 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 We are talking about the game, I hope. I just didn't trust the woman. And then at the end, when there was no She's human... There's no woman in the this Aaron game! The is clearly femalely voiced. Whatever. Sorry, <laughs> There Aaron. are no women! Aaron, excuse me, the non-gender-specific creature. Aaron, with the female voice. Aaron the robot. The AI, AI, technically. Just at the end, when there was no person inside, I was like... Ha! This game sucked, and then I quit. I don't want to say because hindsight is obviously twenty twenty, but there were definitely hints that there was no one inside. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying it sucked because it was like there there are other ways to verify that that you're human. Right, right check I, this out. issues. Yeah, there not. were a few hints, but I'm just saying like all the things we did were pointless. This protection was not even like you didn't even check your own. Like, I checked the menu. Said it's broken. You didn't check? You didn't look at the menu option? Yeah, said, the menu option said that your vital sign broken. checker is broken. Yeah, sure. But there are other ways to see if you're human Oh, I'm sorry. Alive. You know what sensors the... Excuse me. My point was, that this I'm not AI... in line with her goal oh, for the first place. You want to disable the only oxygen that your pilot has access to? We took the, I just the didn't helmet like off the other one to check it. And I was happy to see that After there was that no they human. knew that it was dead. There could be a sensor problem just the same. There was a giant hole in the What about the light the coming head. out at the end? Oh, Did on, the helmet? The, the visor? Helmet? Yeah, because yeah. the visor holds the... It was on the whole time. That's that it turned the off when they dropped it, and then it turned back on. Yeah. They were, that was okay. their attempt at a big finish, I think. That was the, the, was the AI is still, is still alive kind yeah. of deal. Don't worry, there'll be an episode two. Damn it. You really think so? I'm curious. I have no idea. It could be good. 
So you're dropped into this world. You don't know who you are. It's super crazy science, antique futurism. You're, you're playing this AI who's trying to safeguard this human's life. Is that sufficiently different from Protect? Sounds even more military, it, but... That does not trigger your... I think I'm just triggered by a, a robot's purpose being to protect a human. Would it be any better if no, it was to kill the human? No, it's not even the word. The it's just like that the robot, is, <laughs> their purpose is to be subservient to something is uncomfortable to me. All right. I think that's okay, really what's so, bothering me. All right. Because so, the whole so, thing... So the issue well, here... I'm sorry. Let's talk no, about no, the game. No. Let's ignore my personal issues. We do all the time. Your concerns with the premise is that this thing is by design subservient to this self-aware sentient entity yeah, it's, is it's by like design a, subservient to another self-aware sentient entity yeah exactly All it's like slavery <laughs> or a dog so i walked along the street and this guy told me that i was being a bad owner because i had a leash on my dog and i should let it free i don't really like the idea of having dogs as pets you think really my dogs just run in the road and get run over? I clearly because that's have been probably domesticated. what will happen if I let it off the leash. I understand. Well, so that is not the best. So what is it? Your responsibility play? to take care of it? No, you chose to have that dog. It's just and now it is my responsibility to take care I of it. I understand, and I'm just saying that that choice is not one I would make. I, d I don't get it. It's creepy to me. Cats, you, I'm a little bit more willing to grant it because at least they seem autonomous. But I still think it's kind of weird. I just don't really get the idea of having something be loyal to you and unflinch. Like, I just, it's just weird to me. I don't like it. It's very uncomfortable. Would it, would it be any better if the AI chose to Was be? a little bit more fuzzy? Yes, it would be a lot better. It eventually gets to being very fuzzy. Uh, yes, it does. Okay. So, how is it I different? I, at the beginning, then how then how it is at the end? I don't know if it is. Okay, let's let's just not. This is. I feel like this is going into philosophy. Let's discuss the game, and I'll put aside all of my silly little. I think it's interesting. Qualms. It, it may not even make it just, into the podcast, but I think it's interesting. Well, we can definitely talk about it after the podcast if you want. I just find it very sad and disturbing. That and it's part of my concerned with humanity's own future with the invention of robots because we're, we're i'm like this pretty sure that we're eventually going to get there i think so too and and the choice right now is we either is it sad to have a self-driving car i don't know yet what Maybe. would be the line depends on if it has sentience Right now, it would. If it's making reason, if it's making reasoned decisions Your about its action and its impacts on reasoned others, reasoned decisions every. Yeah, but there's not an awareness a there. There's the, it's very specifically along the lines of things we've instructed it to. They're all there's not like the ability to cope with new information. You're shown that this formatting, whatever the base state is, is something that has been programmed. What's what's the line? I don't know what the line is. But I know that there are scenes in this game that are across it. This is like pornography. I know it when I see it. And that's from a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> that is from a Supreme Court justice. So, I, I know that one. Thank you. I saw that, Daredevil. So the, the self-driving car is, is programmed. <sighs> yes, but if it starts making reasoned decisions about whether or not to shut off other self-driving cars, I might be a little bit qualmy about it. That is a kind of All a right. concern right now. So Yes. It's a little weird. 
But if they if permanently were... impair the other vehicles, then it's going to be where I'm really like, okay. So here you but go. if it just pauses them for a second while it runs a red light because there's someone pregnant in the driver's seat, well then, eh. How do you think the initial premise could have been modified to where that concern would be abated? I guess I don't feel like that's relevant because the way I feel is a very me-specific feeling that, I mean, out of the people we've monitored, no one has felt. I think we can objectively agree that the way that that moral choice moment was presented was pretty bad to the point where most people will not have any second thoughts about doing it. Unless you're taking baggage into that scene or pre-existing beliefs or things you're extremely sensitive to, that's not really going to affect anyone this way. So I don't really think it's worth a lot of time. See, I, I didn't react as, as strongly to the moral choice as you did, but I did definitely seek out other options. Do you think it has anything to do with our knowledge or research into oppression? Could be. I mean, these these robots are essentially there, There's jailed. something that's making you and I more connected to this than the other people that have been interviewed. The way I approached it, or I, I guess not really approached it because I was kind of just going through it, but thinking back on it, what triggered my moral choice needle was the fact that these robots that had already been reprogrammed or repurposed or whatever were not participating in this choice that I was right. making. So the fact that they didn't agree or were even consulted was what hurt me a little bit. But why do you think that bothered the two of us more? Lack of choice is an interesting concept. Yeah. It's one of the things we talked about in this game is this is a completely linear story. It looks like <laughs> it's not. They do some things like try to give you access to the puzzles out of order, but you look at the story, it's, it's very much damn order, yeah. a linear story. Mm -hmm. Can you actually do the puzzles out of order? No. There are some things you can do slightly out of order. You can do like a couple of the ones in the house out of order, but like only like two of them can be switched because the others need... I guess you There's can do the, the kitchen one at any point, right? Yeah. The, There's the stuff where it feels to... like everybody yesterday kind of said they felt the same way. As soon as you get the hand, you realize there's all kinds of behind the scenes shit you can get to and mm -hmm. access to a whole bunch of new stuff. Like the severed hand, there's like a couple, isn't there like two terminals it gets you into or something? There's three or four. Yeah, there's three and or And all four. of a sudden you get access to all these behind the scenes areas and you get access to the computer and you go and meet the caretaker and it, it feels like all of a sudden, it, that's the one time that it felt like you're kind of sequence breaking. But that's sure. probably just an intentional. Right. They intentionally wanted kind of a, you to... Yeah, it was just like access to a different area wherein the events were still sequential, I felt like. When I first got up to the house, I went and looked at the house and then walked immediately the other way and took the elevator up to the second floor. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot I could do up there. I think I just grabbed the crowbar or something like that. Sure. But I kind of just wanted to see how much it would let me sequence break. But again, couldn't do really much. I was kind of forced to go right back into the house and figure out what was going on there, so... I don't really understand why you couldn't attempt the civics tests before the other one. Yeah, other than other than the reasons. answer of just because or reasons. <laughs> right. Because that's the order the tests go. Capital R. <laughs> but it wouldn't have impacted the game in any way, shape, or form. Like, I feel that that was an unnecessary barrier. Mm, I agree there with you. There were some, I mean, the last test obviously had to be done in, at a specific time. Fair, but even what I'm saying is that you couldn't even attempt the tests in the second it floor. It helped guide you into knowing what tests you had access and could reasonably solve. Fair enough. 
I just feel that that was an unnecessary on rails thing. I agree. Yeah. For me, the freshly formatted AIs, it's, I guess maybe it's probably more toward my philosophy, right? The fresh body without any like soul in it. Do you think soul comes from experience? Kind of, yes. Okay. And then, particularly around these AIs, so it's inherently until, linked to memory. Kind of. Okay. I had a great uh, a quote at work, and they said that the way that you make good decisions is through experience, and the way you get experience is making a lot of bad decisions. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That's interesting. So how you've what if choose he, to use your knowledge to negotiate experiences and right. What if the imprint of this new software contains memories? Well, it has to. I would imagine, I would think so. So we can say they're f- a fresh, clean slate, but that clean slate comes with some background. I well, it, it comes with information because it needs the, the context to, to even do the puzzles. Like, how is it going to know that Absolutely. it needs purple flowers for the winter or whatever? Right. Because sure. that's the seasonal color. Or how to even understand human speech is is another... Mm-hmm. It's like that Memory. freshly installed OS. OS. It's my computer before I start putting stuff on it and it becomes mine and what makes it my computer. It's just the vanilla thing that is the same as the one that came off the disk. I don't personally feel like that's a fair comparison considering these are basically all but living creatures. And if they are imprinted as domestic robots, they have to have a lot of... I see where you're coming from, and you could be right. It's not how I've been thinking about it, but it's certainly feasible. The point that really drove that home for me was Wheatley, what I would call Wheatley's death. Mm -hmm. That really felt like murder more than anything else in the game. Just because he had more humanity? Yeah, and the thing about him that made him unique is what was taken away. That's interesting. Okay, I think right there is the sentence that summarizes why the freshly imprinted robots wouldn't really bother you that much to be powered down, even if it was a permadeath sort of thing. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I I mean, I think I agree with you. I, I guess now that Esteban said it's the matter of them not having a choice, I think that's a big part of it too. And to add a little bit more to that conversation, how do we even know that the freshly reformatted droids even have self-awareness at that point like we We saw we definitely don't right we saw it's more probable that they don't we saw wheatley post format and it was follow the rules i am here to you know maintain this facility period yeah the administrator that's his name the administrator (laughs) you finally figured it out (laughs) shush took us two days and (laughs) <sighs> five hours of podcast, but we finally figured out what the guy's name was. <laughs> yeah, oh, so man. it's the caretaker and the administrator. <laughs> yep, you're right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, well, that, that sounds right. <laughs> oh, my goodness, he got it. Huzzah! Get, but everybody remembered who Colonel Joseph was. It's because he's the human. Mm. Quote, unquote, human. I'm sure that Colonel Joseph exists at some point in I this universe. So. I don't know. She could have been rogue from the beginning. Just a little bit. One little flag corrupted is inside me. Um, the administrator said in the first place, why do you even think you're here? Yeah. That was her, one of the first hints at, because you're a corrupt AI, the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Did any of us think about the person inside? Do we jump to that? No? 
Okay. Blank stares all around. I started this because I had already been spoiled on the ending, so... Oh. I had not been spoiled on the ending, and there were definitely parts where you were like... The, the game was definitely hinting that there was more to this than than what Arid knew. Yeah, definitely. Or at least what what it was admitting to itself. That final twist sounds way cooler. Than it was. Than it is. Yeah. Because of the details we've been given leading up to that or because of the presentation of the twist? The way it was described to me, it was supposed to be like this shocking re- revelation... The whole time you thought you were being clever to figure out how to subvert the rules. You weren't just being malicious. I felt so malicious this whole game. That's a great word. I don't know if it was the tone of her or like what. Because there's something immediately that just turned me against Aaron. Maybe it was the maliciousness. What about the other suits? There were other bodies suits? in the other suits. Or is there just one other suit? Oh, uh, you find the one oh, at the beginning. Suit, yeah. 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 On the cross. Yeah. Why is there a pilot in that one? Where, who the heck is throwing these suits <laughs> out from space? One of my questions is, what the hell is with the crucifixes? Yeah. Where the, and they, and the, a, the one that showed up out of nowhere? What the fuck? The story just made a, it was a garbled mess of, I don't know. And then it just kind of ended. To me, it seems like they promised it in Kickstarter, so they started making it, and then they kind of just, they ran out. It really feels like they told half a story. Yeah, there was just all these things that just made no sense. Like, the crucifix, the same thing that was like... Okay, they started to seem like there was the first one had like the guy, like Jeff was saying, had the, the suit with the person in it on it. What was the droid? The um, the main villain the caretaker. Droid? The caretaker. Yeah, it seems like he could have been more fleshed out and was was thought to be more fleshed out. But then it was kind of like it started with there was like a whole story with him and you were trying to figure it out. And then it was kind of like, oh, go chase the char- caretaker and kill him. Oh, okay, I guess that's the end of the caretaker. <laughs> So the caretaker had this very scanner darkly face thing that I was confused about at first, and then they explained it, which was kind of cool, how it had the holographic face. Yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, yeah. Be more comforting. What did you guys think about that as a... I don't know, I just kept blasting. (laughs) No, man, I I liked it uh, in the lead up, you know, when you're reading people's journals and notes to each other, the other, the... The humans before they died or left. Sorry, Levi. That, That dude, he got, he got screwed. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of cool, but, you know, as they're popping, as the, you're fighting the caretaker and he's warping through the just a small handful of people he's had interaction with, I'm like, he's bugging, right? And I'm like, it didn't do too much for me, to be honest. What was the deal with the crucifixes? Do you guys have any oh, better ideas for that one? No. We had no clue Although yesterday it is, either. It is just a convenient way to hang a creature. Like the, the one that showed up that out of nowhere? Has, that has so very strong religious implications, but I don't know what they were going yeah. for. The cross? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> That's not in... What, what is that a part of? No, but the crucifix that shows up out of nowhere? Well, it tells you that the caretaker is the one that was doing that. Wait, what? What? So on one of them, when you find the glass jar that to put the the soda in to attract oh, yeah, the fireflies. That room didn't have a crucifix in it fed before that. No, you no, just walk back in and all of a sudden there's they're like, whoa, this thing just showed up. Like what? I was just like, okay. Yeah. The game even sense. tells you it's like, oh, this was <laughs> not here sense. before. Dot dot dot. <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense at all. I was just like, okay, let's beat this <laughs> okay. damn game. Hmm. Okay. And get this human dead or whatever we're gonna do with him. Oh, there is none. I didn't even I didn't even try to explain that. So while we're nitpicking, one of the things about the story that you didn't really like, Jeff, was that it was so linear. What do you think about that? Yeah, because I'm in it, and I'm like, oh, man, I get to choose my own adventure. I get to go wherever I want, and I, I've got these interaction choices, a bunch of them, 
and you, you have all kinds of options once you turn your networking on. Uh, you can you can network with different computers. You can just oh straight. God, I hate. It pissed me off that that you that had to get jacked is an option up on every single thing. And yeah, there's one thing in the whole game that can be used to network. Right, and just like well, you can network. A couple, you can network I mean, a few I mean, it's things. Like a couple. It's a, a few, few things, No, I agree. It, it was like very little, and most of the things you could network with, you could also do it manually. Yeah, which I ended up just doing it manually. Yeah, as long as you could touch it, you could you can interact with it. You get these items. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna use I them think here. There was here. one at the end where like there was the warder, and she was like, I tried to do it manually, and she's like. Oh, I'm gonna have to use the network because yeah, because the I, cables the, were eaten through yeah, or something. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's super refreshing because you know I think I've got all these options, but you can't use the items incorrectly. It, it's just keep plugging until you find. Uh, oh, there's my square peg with that square hole. That drives me nuts about the, these type of games where it's just yeah, it is. It's totally square peg ground hole. You know, like yeah, I'm like, like oh, better keep try trying, a different thing. Trying, oh, better find know. another item. I would literally do that. Walk up down the hall. You know. Find a with a flashlight up and down. Okay, found my next little mag. I think it's magnifying glass. Yep. Okay, try every single item in my inventory. <laughs> if it works, then yeah. Uh, After having to do that on too many puzzles, I'm like, this is no longer clever. I no. I like the story. I like the game, but that was just this is too much repetition because there's sometimes I didn't even have to think creatively. I just keep plug chug 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 boop. Okay, cool. So way back in the beginning of adventure games, and I'm thinking things like King's Quest. Uh, King's I was thinking about back. King's Quest earlier today, it's looking for stupid back. shiny things on the floor. There were definitely things you could do. If you went into the wrong room, you would just get eaten by a Gru. <coughs> and that would be it, game over. And you're like, well, I hope you saved recently. Hmm. And then there were also some things where you could, like you were saying earlier, if you use the wrong thing on the, use the hot dog on the pond, then the fish would eat your hot dog, and then you wouldn't have the hot dog for some other oh, puzzle you God, needed to use. Oh, God, I hated like, that. Later, you right? get to a point, you're just like, you're like well, I wish I had a hot dog. <laughs> I can't get through this oh, game now because... I hope I saved it at a point where I had it, and I can go back. Exactly. Fuck. So kind of, both of those things have generally been fixed yeah. in modern games. There, You normally can't screw up yeah. and lose an item you need, and we were actually kind of complaining about that. It makes it so that you just try everything on yep. everything nowadays yep. with no, no worry about losing things. But then you feel like, do I have training wheels on? I think I might have training wheels on. But the piece I was really getting at is, for the most part, death completely went away. Oh, yeah. And then they added it back in this game through a really horrible combat system. What did you guys think about the Could you really... even die? I, I was really convinced that you can't die in this game. Oh, I got shot a bunch, I, I, and then you had to press yeah. A to restart, and they just popped you right back in. Oh, really? I, I never died. and I was Well, like, maybe we're not as good at shooting things as you... Brian. No, really, it's it was it, honestly. Uh, I know you're joking about it, but honestly, you're like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I really wasn't doing anything special. Like, I was like, they give you a laser sight, dumbass. <laughs> nice. Actually, there's a part. There's the part you were talking about with the raft, the little small like mm -hmm, wooden plank. the floating plank. And, and like she even says, like, oh, I can't go into the water. I'll get eaten by the fish. I tried to walk in the water. It oh, wouldn't yeah. let you. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I I'm really think you can't die in this. It game. was hard to die. Like you. Have, well, in the combat, you could die. You, oh, okay. you could die pretty quick. You didn't die against the caretaker. No. Damn. Oh, interesting. Good on you. I died How once. I died once against caretaker, yeah. but then you have a full shield and then the life support and, and he, like, base charges at you anyway. Yeah. yeah you not fire him until deal, he's but... nothing, and then he gets his health back. And while you're, he's getting his health back, you get your health back. Like our balls aren't as big as yours. Nobody's balls are as big as mine. True. 
long story short, I hated the combat in this thing. Ah, it, yeah. It just again, it seems like another thing that they just put in there that they wanted to make it something more. But again, I I, I don't know. You know, I mean, you see this a lot with a lot of Kickstarter things where they don't they only meet certain goals and they don't have enough and they they the project what they wanted to do they can only do part of. And again, I'm I'm not faulting them. You know, I mean, if you can only do what you're what you have, but it just seems like another thing that they were like. They meant to make it more than it was, and they just got, oh, okay, well, we need something, and here you it gotta, is. You got to manage scope at some point. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to put it out at some point. Otherwise, you end up like, uh, what's his name? Um, who gives, who probably, Duke Nukem 3D. No, the guy from Kickstarter. Uh, Forever? Mendel? Oh, yeah, he made an awesome game, and then he had a Kickstarter, and then he, all these people paid money. It's and the it, square tapping one? Is that the one you're talking about? I don't know. But uh, um, he was tra- he was supposed to make this game, and he just never made it. And, you know, basically these people were like, when is this game coming out? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's just probably not going to ever be made. And they're like, okay, can we have our money back? And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of stuff like that on Kickstarter. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe this was, you know, I mean, again, I'm not faulting the developers in, in a total way. Again, I don't know them. I, I'm not, they could very well be really great guys at it I, it just seemed like it was there was lots of parts that were just half done and i don't think they were intentionally half done at least i hope they weren't did anyone going back to the controls a little bit did anyone <laughs> have issues with aiming down when you were crouched when would you need to do that oh like to go up over towards no because there was a i needed to shoot a droid on the other crate that was also crouched and the laser was like two degrees too far up for me to hit their head. With the camouflage, there was like no reason to crouch. So that is true. Just camo until they ran out of their clip. That's shoot. what I did at the end. I did that eventually. At the end too, yeah. But before I got there, the placement of, of the crates was good yeah. enough for me to do the combat. Felt so stuff. scripted. Let me try the story that I told them yesterday. Let's see yeah. how this works with you guys. Then, unless we have something else, we just call it out that one. Mm-hmm. In the beginning... Oh, dear. ...of adventure games... Oh, dear. You could... And I'm thinking, like, early King's Quest area, era. There were totally things you could do to just... Like, if you walked in the wrong room, you were died, and that was game over. Right? Mm-hmm. There were also things you could do to lose objects. But, I mean, there were things like... If you use the hot dog on the pond, then the fish would eat the hot dog, and then you wouldn't have the hot dog to use to unlock against the clown later in the game. And all sure. of a sudden, you, right. three hours three later, hours you would be like, yeah, fuck, I can't get through this game because there's no hot dog anymore. <laughs> that was a very specific reference. Is that a real thing? No. <laughs> okay, that's a kind of a bummer. But this game tries, or, you know, over the last 30 years of adventure games, th- these kinds of things have been solved. Quite avoided. Avoided. Mm-hmm. You, you don't kill your character. Guide them down the hallway of playing the game. Yes. You don't. You don't make them do. You don't make, make them, them suffer. Unless you're from software. You don't make them take a choice at you know hour one that will completely ruin their experience at hour seven. Right. So kind of the one of the side effects of. The, the inventory thing is you you get what we get. You just walk into every room. You try everything on everything else. When it says, nope, I can't do it, you just walk on and try everything on everything else. Yeah. And so there's no thought in actually doing it and trying to... Sure. Well, that goes back to the places where I had to cheat. 
the first one that <laughs> that I had to cheat on was not using an item at all, which which is the, at the very beginning of the game. You go up the elevator, you do the interrogation, you fail, you defeat the thing, and you go back down and you can't find anything to do. Where's the item that I need to to advance? What what am I doing? Where, how do I get down? How do I activate the the garbage chute, which was my idea. Like, how do I repair the garbage chute so I can go down it and, and kill the thing that, that's down there so I can get the gun? So eventually I just had to to go and consult the game facts, although it wasn't really game facts, it was the, the Steam. Steam Achievement Guide? The Steam Achievement Guide. That guy had terrible much. writing skills. <laughs> it was good enough. I was just it scrolling. Did work. Yeah. yeah, I was just scrolling to the section that I needed and read it just enough to solve the puzzle and, and just like, sure, sure. not read anymore. So eventually I consulted the, the Steam Guide and it's like, oh, you activate the elevator and then you jump off. Like, oh. Oh, of course. Of course. Why Logically. didn't I think of that? Sure. <laughs> that one seemed obvious to me. But the thing that got me stuck right there that I spent 15 minutes on was the blood. Like, I knew exactly what I needed to do to put in the thing. I had the pan. I was looking at the, the thing. The I couldn't, one. yeah. I had to, like, I knew where it was yeah, exactly. and I couldn't I, I even knew see where it. it was. I knew where it was. I knew what I had to do. I, I had the pan, I had the I knew where the blood was. He the the other AI said, Hey, the You thing should is use my blood. Yes, you should use my blood. It was it was pretty much what it said. And then I'm like, Okay, how do I get your blood? And then it's like <laughs> And eventually I consulted the guy and said, Oh, you know, use the pan on the on the drips. And I'm like, Oh, well, that that was obvious. Part of it was the way that you had to use a flashlight on things to be able to see that they existed in the first place. Yeah, that was kind of silly. Uh, that made me hold down that damn... R3? Or R? R the the, the R stick the entire game, basically. And you walked slower, which right, is awful. Right, mouse button on my case. Yeah, and it's like, look up, look down, look up, look down, until you found an interaction spot, and then, oh, let's see what's going on here. Yeah, it just kind of devolved into more of a routine rather than an experience playing it. Yeah, which is when when you encounter these these harder spots, you're like, oh crap! Well, this is a hard wall. Let me let me see what what's going on here. And you do right. some initial exploration, and eventually I'm like, where's the guide? Who who, who who's smarter than I was and and figured this out the first <laughs> time around? Yeah, definitely. The other part of that was rather than have non-recoverable deaths, they have this horribly shoot-in combat in this game, Ugh. which was not good for one. And then okay. didn't need to be in this game. It didn't need to be there. The drone battles? Yeah. Drone battles. It let you, it let them kill the character, but it didn't have any weight because you just press X and start right over where you started from. Yep. Aim for the head. My concern, again, with the inventory was that, yeah, sure, you used the, the items in, in the places that, that you were supposed to use them at, but you didn't get to keep any of them, so there was really no challenge... To like figuring out, oh, I need to Relevant use X items. in in Y. Yeah, because it was interesting how parts of this game were very retro and other parts were not yeah. retro, and I don't think they blended very well. They did not. If you really want to go for the '90s mist, hey, use random item at at Y location, then let me keep all the items, <laughs> right? Because that that makes the trial and error all that much more complicated. But they didn't do that. They just chose to use the the mechanic of X item in, in Y location, but then remove all the irrelevant items so that you really didn't have to trial that much. Yeah. So you mentioned, yeah, the old games like King's Quest where you had 
items and you could lose them. So now they made it where you just have you can keep things and you can't lose things without Cuts. really using them. So then you get to a I guess to a point where you start doing like me and Jeff were saying, where you just like you're running and you just come up to a thing, try everything in your inventory <laughs> until you find one that works, and then how does that affect game the game? And the over overall enjoyment for you now with games that a lot of games are like that where you just like okay I, I keep this item I know I'm going to use it at some point and then I will just keep trying it at every single point and it becomes almost like a thing where you don't really try to think what do I need to do with this it's just uh, something it, to it, plug into the yes, machine I just again plug everywhere no. and I don't really think oh I'm going to use this and it it really looks like it needs to be used here. And but there's no consequence if you're wrong. The one time where that was the solution for me is like way early in the game. I got the 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 goop for the the motherboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I well, had it. Really. That's a like, yeah, yeah midway. midway, midway. Well, I mean, I felt like I got it way, way before, before you I used, it. Yes. using it. Right? Yes, I tried and to so use I it on using everything, it on a right? Whole bunch of stuff. And I tried to use it on the baby thing. That's what you know. Like I went up yeah. to the main fr- the computer up the top, and I was like. Maybe I'll pour it into this, and maybe I'll, I can super. I know. I was like, "What can it? I put in this stupid slot?" <laughs> the message said, "I dropped the thing right here," and then I walked over there, and it's like, "This is where the the guy dropped it." And I'm like, "Well, as soon as I find it, I'm gonna be able to use this goo on it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought the same thing. For some reason, I just that one didn't make sense to me because I thought that the that I was gonna use it for something. Were not you just disappointed to find it. when you found out yeah. how to, like what it ended that up? That was the one I just randomly I was like, oh, I I know I'm right here. Just try everything. Oh oh oh! Now I feel yeah. Dumb. See, that's what I that's how I beat. Because I, I was just randomly trying everything, and that's I'm like. Oh, really? Like, I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to pick up the thing and then put it on there. Because even if you use it on the main, the computer, the terminal before, you know, where the mainframe goes, uh, it, she even says, like, oh, I, I can use this on this, but it'll work better once I have the mainframe installed. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm ready to just, I'll get the mainframe, yep. put it in there, put the goop on it, and be good to go. And then, you know, again, I just randomly, like you said, like, trying everything and then, like, put it down. It's like, oh. I'm just using it to really figure out where it is. Okay. <laughs> That's like I'm a basic... already standing right yeah, here, but... My oh, flashlight can't find it. Yeah. yeah, that one. That one more than any others. Were there any others that so you can... So does it take th- away your, your enjoyment oh, of, right. of, of games? Like, do you feel that, like, n- now the, the, the way things... Uh, a lot of games are like that nowadays, where you just, like, you basically try everything, and you don't have consequences the way you used to in games like King's Quest and stuff. The, the problem is I really don't like either answer hmm. yeah. if you tell me oh i can lose shit i really don't like that answer and then if i tell you oh i'm gonna try everything on everything i really don't like that answer it's how about a middle tedious. ground where you lose it but you could go you get could it backtrack back. and pick it up again there were some things like that and but actually then again then again then that probably just gets tedious of yeah right right through everything and it's just like oh you know so if you think of like, and here I go, you know, me, I'm the shill for Portal. There are things in Portal where... Yeah, how much... If you, you get like a piece of the action? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you screw up and destroy something that you shouldn't be able to destroy, they just have a little pneumatic tube drop a new one in the thing in the game. Seriously? And so you're like, oh, well, I probably wasn't supposed to destroy that. That's and hilarious. here's a new one, so I don't have... So it's not like I'm trying to destroy it over and over again. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a nice gentle feedback nope that's not what you're supposed to do it's kind of nice then you don't have to continuously try everything yeah so i I do think that that something like that could be 
So, like, here's a good game or an example. There's a bunch of the vials next to the place where you put the detergent to to put the fish crap on you, yeah. right? I love I the try- detergent fish crap, by the way. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like that one, I knew what I was gonna do. I'm like, man, I found a second fish. I can't shoot it in the water. I know I need the other fish. I tried to pick that sucker up. I'm like, hmm. Well, taking a piece of this mother. I've got a piece of fish. Oh, I'm going to shower. That, that was nice. That was one of the few times I didn't have to go plug everything in. I was connect the dots. I'm showering in fish guts. But for the, but we had access to that shower far before we used Way it. Way right? long ago. Yeah. So there were a bunch of vials right next to it. Mm-hmm. I think it probably, it would have been cool if you could like dump the vial in the detergent and then you get covered in yellow and then you're like, well, that wasn't where I was supposed to use the yellow, grab a new yellow thing. That would have been a, yeah, feeling like half a bomb while you're walking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't touch the purple. I think we all pretty much agree that this game feels incomplete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It of. feels... <laughs> yeah. Is, is is there a more nuanced answer to that? I, Do you feel I can't like... think of one. I don't know if I would use incomplete. It feels like they finished... But I don't think they should have. They shipped, but I don't think they finished. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. They have a working product for so, sure. So I want to poke the beast on, on one more topic before you. So write down whatever you were going to say. What did you think about killing the hive? Yeah, that sucked. Was the hive really bad? The queen? Yeah. Although it kept hurting us. So I guess, you know, you do what you need to do to survive. The fungus hurt us as much as the hive did. The hive was hurting us because we were... Our shields just kept regenerating. I mean, but clearly we're going down a fuzzy path of, well, if it doesn't kill me, it's probably not worth dying. But the the reason the slugs were attacking us was because we were hurting them. shooting them. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really like killing the slug, but... Like, we were were hurting them with our flashlight. Yeah. If If you did not provoke them... They did not attack. See, I didn't fully appreciate that until today. And I was like, oh. So I stopped using the flashlight. I mean, I, I thought that the scene of killing the queen was interesting. Like, the way you had to do it was, yeah, you used was different, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. <laughs> Sorry, that one was a little too... <laughs> Hey, we're going to put the purple thing next to the yellow thing and then put a note right next to that that says, don't touch the purple thing with the yellow thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, stab, stab. That would be really (laughs) bad. You should not do that. Can't imagine that would ever happen, though. Oh, Jesus. I don't know how I feel about that. It was weird. Right, because, you know, going going back to the morality choice, you had real issues, and I also had issues with, with destroying the robots, but... How does that compare to the to the hive? It's a good question. And I think the blunt answer is it has a lot to do with communication. We had seen evidence previously that these AIs have some degree of sentience. Mm-hmm. We don't know what stage they're at there, but we know that that's true. Right. I hadn't really seen that with the aliens. They seem to be very much sedentary and reacting when provoked by spitting acid. It doesn't seem like a very high-level function to me. That being right. s- So there was less hesitation there. And we, we did see some also, research. I wasn't really sure what was going to happen when I mixed the fluids. When I was unplugging the robots, I was pretty sure that that was bad. Mm-hmm. Mixing acids, I was like, is this just going to make it feel better? Is this a medicine? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was a death serum, but that's fine. I didn't, it, it wasn't the same like stark black and, I, I didn't, I guess it was a less black and white choice to me. All right. When I died, I was like, hmm, fucking, and it played into my narrative of Aaron as being someone that's just killing everything. 
and it was added to the death toll right. to save this person who wasn't really a person. Because we, we, we do definitely see inside of the game some research about these slugs where they, you know, we, we learn about their, their life cycle and, and how the queen goes from the feeding stage to the reproduction stage or whatever. And the whole point of that is so that you I've know to get, that. you got to kill the eggs to make the larva go into the, or to the workers go into the queen. I've completely yep. forgotten that research. I got tied up in the swappers lore and that was kind of more in my head than this one's was. So that's that's funny. You kind of gather that they're just following their animalistic instincts and it's just what they do. Right. That's pretty much it. And then you have this giant queen, which is ginormous. And then you kill it. Yep. By feeding it uh, to that's highly crappy. reactive compounds. Crawl one, up in its... One purple and one yellow. Didn't like it. Didn't feel as strongly. Not as close to humanity, you know. Gotcha. But so, still. So the, so the choice was, was markedly different is what you're saying. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes. Because you, you had some ambiguity as to the sentience of, of the pretty of the robots, but right. you pretty much knew that, that the bugs were just bugs. Mm-hmm. How about you? Did you pause there? Did you have more pause with the queen than with the robots? So I was... No. I did pause there, but I did not... Again, I felt the morality worse about was... killing the eggs than killing the queen. Yeah, so exactly. Weird. Interesting. That is weird. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't have any preference as to what. I don't know the why because it feels like I was killing baby robots, and killing baby robots was better than killing adult robots. So, so that's the other. <laughs> God. So that's the other part where I, I I consulted the guy to see if, if there was any other choice, but I. I should have known that this game was basically on rails. Anyways, yep. where I shot one egg. And that exploded. And I'm like, oh, hmm, is there any other choice that I can make here? Is there any other path that I can take past this giant slug that will take me to the other side, which is where I need to go? Right. But there wasn't. So nope. that's where the, the, the walkthrough said, okay, so kill the eggs. It'll, it'll start feeding, which is what I, I already knew from the research. And then feed it the, the two mm-hmm. substances. And I already like even before looking at the guy, I, I already knew the the, the points where where you had to put them in because we right. we had already placed the the green fluid on top of the mushrooms and it changed color, so the same thing that would, makes sense. Yeah, would apply for these for these two fluids. Did it make any difference which one you used? No, nope. I don't and think so. Jeff actually did it backward from the way I did. So we talked a little bit about the ending. Let's kind of go a little more in depth to it. You really thought it was pretty obvious, right? I mean, obviously the way they kept setting it up, and then especially near the end, the mainframe's like, you're going to destroy all these robots to save one human, and I'm like, oh, the human's not going to, either the human's going to be dead or not there. I was hoping he'd be dead. Yeah, I was thinking maybe, like, but, but then I was like, what, but dead, eh, and then it would be kind of like, people would say like, oh, do I need to speed run it or do faster <laughs> to save, you know, yeah. like, a time thing. So I was like, yeah, that's, they're totally going this route, and then... Yeah, sure enough. So I think the last big point is any other gripes. Do you have any anything else you really want to go on, off about, Brian? Uh, we talked about the lack of story. We talked about the bad voice. We talked about uh, the bad controls. What uh, did you think about the conversation dialogue where sometimes you have you could freely run through everything and hear every little bit of dialogue, and then other times you're like, Okay, well, I'm going to say, let's talk about survival, and then I don't get to talk about responsibility to anything. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. 
Yeah, you could lose certain conversations. I'm not sure I disliked it, but I was like, I wish I had a warning because I'm kind of used to checking everything. Yeah, I kind of like to know everything too. I like that a little bit though, because like it keeps your makes your choices meaning meaningful rather than you know yeah. just like check one, check two, check three. Yeah, you know, like which the merit points were you know the little um the buttons that you pushed those were that like you just went down yep. one two three four five. Help me. No. Next, you know, yeah. how do I beat it? Oh, how, how would a military suit keep a baby quiet? I've shot him I like seven times. <laughs> I was so thick at that. I was like, I, and then I started trying to blow it away. I'm like, I'm like, that's what the military, you know, like would blow it away. Which I don't understand why that didn't work. Why, like, why the answer ended up being just to destroy it and get rid of it. So why shooting the baby wouldn't work? That also kind of, I don't know. But there was some note about there being a slot there. That yeah, I saw got that me fixated too. I was mm-hmm. like yeah, trying yeah, to seal the slot nice. up. Yo, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you tried uh... to stab a baby through a floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the puzzles were we talked about that the puzzles were kind of I don't want to say amateurish, but they were a little bit they weren't good puzzles. A lot of it was just oh well to keep trying and then I figure out and then I just you know, oh well what happens if I push the elevator and then run off the elevator so it goes up and then I can run under. It just didn't seem like there was any of those certain games there were very you play few puzzles and you like, felt smart. Yes, and you're like, well, yeah. oh, I figured out that if I yeah. do this and I do that and then you get that aha moment. You Fish know, like, guts. Yeah, like this was just kind of like, oh well oh, okay. Next. That worked. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What we got I think just twice in the game, it is really early, right? After you turn on the networking capability, and you're riding down the elevator after uh, you cause the wires to destroy that first crazy droid, and you're going down, and, and you're self-reporting, you're like, endangered pilot, report for reformatting once back at docking bay, and everything's been taken care of, and you're like, yeah. And you're like, well, no. I had to do that. Erase log, right? And we're like, oh, and yeah. then like the I'm music like, goes, don't, 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 and like that was kind of fucking cool. And then you go a little further, and you're like ready to get to the domestic service tasks, and you're like, man, like how do I get back by this guard gun? And you're like, well, just walk into it, and you start getting shot, and then that's when it's like, oh, you're in danger. Your pilot may die. Turn on cloaking shield, and you turn on the cloaking shield. And I'm like, cool. And then you're riding the elevator up after you get past that thing, and you're like, unnecessarily put pilot at risk. Report for reformatting or whatever, right? And at the end, you're like, okay. Nope, just joking. Had to do it. Dun, dun, dun. Log erased. And then less of that as we got more skills and further in the game and it was just kind of this conversational like no i gotta do this to to really pass this task well i think there was a thing at the very very end where she basically decided that none of her programming yeah but it was the very end right i mean like and that's when you're not doing anything that's what i mean like yeah that's you know the pacing yeah it 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 definitely that that's to the point where it seems like they wanted to do stuff with this they wanted to flush it out but they just couldn't and you know for whatever reason and, and they just kind of left a lot of things half done which is another gripe things were yeah. half done you only get half the abilities and then some of the abilities like there was one like health monitor like okay well i could have used that like why can't i work to fix that like yeah it just seemed like they again they and then they were like at the end it was like oh we're taking your body, but we're going to leave the head? I, I didn't get that. That didn't make sense to me at all. Like, why wouldn't they take the whole thing? And why why did like, your head fall off? And why did she let him do that, right? Because every yeah. other time when they're yeah. about to yeah, think her, she she's was, like, oh, hell no. Bah, 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 bah. She yeah. had a whole super strength thing. Why didn't they try to ri- I guess rip she was her supposed off, to be like, like oh, now no, she's, now yeah. I need super strength. I guess she's realizing that she... 
did all this for nothing and maybe uh, she was uh, supposed to be in some kind of robot shock or but <laughs> like oh no but one zero zero one one and then it was like oh to be continued so it was like okay well we're gonna put that in because we didn't know you know again we could only do half the stuff so it just this makes it seem okay because if there's more money we'll do a kickstarter for sequel like i don't know it, I'm going to be kind of pissed is if in the sequel, they, you know, the mainframe guy comes back with his personality. So they get a more back and forth. Right. Cause I'm like, well, what's, what is there going forward? Well, I don't even know how you do a sequel, which is the other thing too. Is like, I don't even know how you do a sequel anyways, because the whole point of this was you were there to save the pilot. Well, there is no pilot. So what is the story about the second one? Now she kills everyone. Everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, basically further becomes corrupt, but why would she do that? Because it's the the, robot uprising. I mean, maybe we get to find out why she was thrown at a planet. Oh, speaking of robot uprising, you know, a lot of- Save yourself! Yeah, you, you hear a lot of- Uprising. Best segue ever. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> you know, you hear all these things in the news, like, you know, Bill Gates is talking about it, like, oh, you know, we gotta be wary of the robot uprising and all that. If AI, if the future is, is like the fall, I got nothing to worry about because, first of all, these are some of the dumbest AIs ever. Second of all, they're like out of the 1960s, so am I really worried about that? Like, and, the only way they shoot is the same way with the flashlight, where it goes up and down. And there's no, you know, like, you're on a diagonal every time. I'm like, uh, nothing to worry about the ro- robot uprising from We'll Aaron. be fine. It's cool. So the last question I kind of want to ask you guys, and we were starting at this a minute ago. I just think, I think I already know what the answer is, but I'm just kind of curious. We all kind of agreed that it feels like this game is incomplete. And you kind of talked about how you might be interested in a sequel. I just want to suffer through another one. (laughs) That's accurate. If they took the time and filled out the missing whatever, would you play something like a remaster of this game? I don't. I personally. A director's edition? The things that I don't like about this game, I don't think. I struggled to say that it was incomplete because I don't feel like it more of anything would make me like it more. I think it was really the issues it dealt with. And I'm really having a hard time evaluating if it was presented differently, if I'd feel differently. I really don't know. So I would try it, certainly. I would definitely try a a director's cut of this game. Um, I feel like there's definitely room for improvement. And there are areas in that game that would benefit from another couple months in in the iteration stage hopefully it would look really really different from or play different from from the game there are some aspects that would stay like would you want the puzzles to be the same no so that's not as much of a director what i was having trouble with is i don't feel like i'd want as much of a director's cut as like a sequel or a spiritual successor if you fix the controls that was a huge negative for me that's something that would be really didn't okay reasonable to fix right the the controls would be would be an easy one maybe not the this things on version 1.5 5 yeah. 4 if i recall correctly yeah why um <laughs> they had a trading cards before they fixed the controls i don't know how that works yeah what were the trading cards even about? I read that on That's the Steam, Steam thing. You just stuff. The more you play it, you get cards. Oh, yeah, I, I you mean the thing I don't care about? Got yeah, it. Yeah, that's okay. right. Can make um, some money off those. Sure. Sense, sure. You can make a few bucks. Anyway. Anyways, so the the control scheme would would be an easy one. Maybe I wouldn't necessarily change 
how the puzzles were fixed, but definitely try and not make it as linear as it was. That makes sense. Okay. Um, like, for instance, a really simple change. Just let me try the damn puzzles on the second level. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise it's really on, on rails. Something like a mini-map so I know where the hell I was. Oh, that would have made... Did that so well. There are a bunch of little tweaks that could be made, again, in a, in a couple of months of iteration, that, that would make this a much better game than than what it is right now. Yep. So let's do a final review this time. If you want to add a score, that'd be a good point. Otherwise, any final thoughts on the fall? It felt less like a game to me than I'm just in a somewhat interactive story. I enjoyed the story. I'd give it like a 7, 7, 5. I wish with the puzzles, if you get stuck for a while, they'd they go ahead and just give you that, hey, dummy, go over here, flash on the screen, or use this item, or head this way, because it, it felt kind of needlessly repetitious at times. It's not the same kind of game I usually play. I mean, I, I'm an RTS and first-person shooter person when I play video games or when I used to play video games, but I enjoy the, the story aspect. It just doesn't feel like a, a game to me. Kind of walking through, and it's on a computer screen. I don't know if I'll want to... I might request not to keep it in the final recording, but I would give this game a 5. Out of ten, mm-hmm. yeah, five out of five. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Could be five uh, out of seven. I, I obviously, I why had, five? Obviously, I had problems with the issues it dealt with, and maybe the issues were the problem I had, or maybe it was its presentation of it. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with presentation. I don't think that it did anything very well. I felt like the exploration mechanics were not very satisfying. I felt like the inventory was not very satisfying. I would have liked it more if the inven- like it, I felt like it was stuck between different worlds of what it was as a game. Was it the game where we're going to be trying all the different combinations of everything on everything? And if so, we should have had our full inventory. Was it not that where it's more of a guided game? And in which case, we shouldn't really have had this inventory system at all where we're trying to combine things. Was it a game that was going to be more rational, rational and predictable and logical where I should be able to kind of figure everything out and it's more the difficulty is finding all the objects and it should be pretty straightforward what to use them all on and if that's the case then there should never have been that super coolant with the motherboard scene that was just weird and that wasn't <laughs> that was like weird. the only one there was other things like that too the combat wasn't too satisfying i didn't like the ending i there's nothing about this game i would look back on pretty positively other than the attempt i feel like the scene where you turn off the robots could have been good in another game the premise never engaged me i i just didn't Nothing about this game I was very positive about. Okay. What I don't understand is you didn't like the story, you didn't like the gameplay, you didn't like the puzzles, you didn't... You just gave us three minutes of things you didn't like. (laughs) What did you like? Why does this game get a five? I mean, I made it through. It works. It's not really that bad. These are all things that are very clearly very personal to me. It's not like it. the plot was coherent and followable, which is like... Yeah, so it biffed the, like, morality choice moment. That's not really that bad of a thing. It was all very coherent. The, like, the AI coming back from after being formatted really did a good thing to kind of to lock in the narrative, the way the voices reinforced the idea of, like, the humanity of the, like, yeah, like there's a bunch of things that were pretty well attempted. Like, I think a lot of things about this game were very good in theory. I didn't like its execution, and obviously I had a very personal reaction to parts of the story, and I don't think it's fair to give it, like, a... One, just because I got butthurt because the human came first. I, I don't really think it's a bad game. It just wasn't... It. I don't feel like it lived up to Story of the Year. 
It's another part of it. So I brought my own expectations in here. Uh, let's see. For me, I will sum this up with one quick sentence, which is, Will bought this game for everybody on Steam, so it cost me zero dollars, and I would still like a refund. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. I mean, I gotta hit you with the run on sentence, but all right. <laughs> Will, you owe him 15 bucks. <laughs> Not having any preconceptions about the game and basically just playing it because Will said so. <laughs> <laughs> Make it that what you will. I share some of the concerns that Nate has talked about of how the execution kind of fell flat in some cases. I feel like the game could have used a lot more iteration to really find what it was about. It could have been streamlined in some cases, or made harder in some cases, or, you know, find what made this game unique. Because the right. story was really good. The premise, I love the premise of this robot protecting, and I'm going to use that word, <laughs> protecting its human, its human pilot from whatever harm caused it to be unconscious or unresponsive in the per in the first place and this uh this ai going through this uh this facility because other ais are also following their their core directives and and uh you know not simply allowing it to go through i i love that premise i love the the story aspect of it but the execution fell flat the combat felt shoehorned in the there was no real downside to failure in any of the cases. Like the, I, I didn't really hear the music, but from what I hear from you guys, it wasn't really that good in the first place. So the, the rest of the, of the package just isn't there. Again, I, I feel like it could have used a, a, a couple more months in, in, in iterations to really find it's the... what the game was, in, was about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What made it different? What made it unique? And I think if there is a second episode, hopefully they'll have enough time yeah. and patience to to really f find their core mechanics and 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 fine tune them. Because I really want to see the rest of the story, but not in its current incarnation. Do you feel like giving a score? Play it for no 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 formal score. I will say play it for the story and play it for the morality choices that it presents. Keep in mind that even that is a little under-executed. Yeah, if you give it the benefit of the doubt, it'll make you think. Yeah. If you happen to have a podcast crew. I definitely enjoyed it. That's as far as I'll take it. I liked the aesthetic. I liked the story. I hated the execution. <laughs> and, and I want to see more of it. Nice. I want to see more of the story. <laughs> For me, I came at this game because I had heard about the story on from Giant Bomb. They must have been they, drunk or high or something when they played this. I don't know why they uh, They described the twist way more interesting than they pulled it off in the game. The twist at the very end? Yeah. Oh, no. It, it sounded like it was going to be far more cool. They were going to set it up way better. And so... I was anticipating something a lot more than what I got. I thought the combat system was atrocious, had a lot of trouble with some of the puzzles, the controls were atrocious, 
I, I wish that I knew a keyboard and mouse would have worked better. That being said, there were some things I liked. I liked the aesthetic of it. I actually did like how they were playing around with the different types of AI and how they were corrupt. Uh, to me, this game, it, it's not horrible, but it wasn't really special either. To me, the, this game feels like a six. This brings us to the end of another awesome episode of the Emotive Pixels podcast. If you want more from us, you can find us on iTunes and at our webpage, www.emotivepixelspodcast.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash emotivepixels, or follow us on Twitter at emotivepixels. And as always, keep keep on playing. playing!